Welcome to Paradise. Our first campaign, Advantage in Paradise, is a weekly actual play D&D podcast recorded live on Twitch every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the dulcet tones of our dungeon master, Sean O'Donovan, as he guides you through the wondrous world of Aradun. Welcome to the lands of Gwenvalir. It is the year 1296 MA, approximately 13 centuries since the end of what is known as the Morisir conflict, in which the stories tell the gods of these lands were nearly all killed as their epic battles scarred the lands of Gwenvalir. The few tales from this era say the conflict lasted nearly nine centuries itself, leaving much of the world uh, before this calamity unknown. The civilizations of this era exist amongst growing political powers, invention, and civilization, mingled with the remnants of a mysterious antiquity. We have the Gwyn Empire spread across the southern coastlands of the continent. These sun elves tinker with their inventions and magic on the warm beaches of the Telomere Sea. To the north, we have the mysterious lands of Elysia, home to the moon elves, a devout people who worship the dead god Ilyuvanya. Much intrigue and mystery surround their supposedly undead queen, Ella, and her undying court. But our story takes place in the Quintarchy of Trinwald, a collective land comprised of five kingdoms, with Oxlan, the central kingdom, considering itself first amongst equals under the reign of the newly coronated King Heinrich Amen, a man of 17, with but with ambition. But we, as we were last week, are in the rural kingdom of Tresex, specifically in the sacred hill town of Maginset, a holy site to the Ash Keeper, the dead god of the Feywild, and his paramour, Danyu Melor, the Font Mother, a remnant god still living past the Morisir conflict. A string of murders has taken place over the last two months, leaving ritually brutalized corpses in places of holy significance. Our heroes, decided to follow what leads they could find. Ultimately, this brought them to the only witness to the last murder, Angus, a guardsman who was on patrol that night. What they could learn of the last murder seemed mysterious, if not impossible, save for our friend Wiswick discerning the types of magic that might have been involved to allow it to happen. The guard told those who, who would listen to him that he saw a, a body appear as if from nowhere before one of the large um, standing stones of the town of Maginset. Slowly, the body was brutalized by some inf invisible force, slicing down its back, the, the, uh, the young man's back, cracking his ribs at the spine and ripping the lungs out to display over the shoulders. The man saw no creature and no person committing this act, only an invisible force. When they went to speak with him, he seemed jittery, nervous, afraid. There they also found a mark above his door, uh, a, uh, a slight swirl carved into the wood. 
this mark was identified by our resident rogue, Scarlet, uh, as a mark for assassination, a local criminal um, language that she's familiar with. After bringing him, Angus, the witness, to a safe haven with the barracks, they decided to stake out his home for the night. In the quiet hours, while the rest of the town celebrated the dawning festivities, two assassins cloaked with some sort of invisibility charm attempted their duty to assassinate Angus. But they found something different. Quickly, a conflict ensued with a series of stabbings uh, that resulted in the party fighting them off, killing one of them, but keeping the other for questions. After long and tedious interrogation, all they found out really was one name, Archdruid Orlin. At this point, the festivities were beginning to end for the evening. The bonfires in the distance simmering down and crowds drunkenly and happily bleeding back into the square of the circle of the hearth, the residential circle of Imagine set. And here our heroes find themselves, alone in the dark with a captive. What would you like to do? I believe we were taking him to the guards, right? <clears throat> that was never discussed. Yes, I do believe it would be best to local constituency <clears throat> guards. Constables, word up. I would, um, I would tend to agree. Uh, any um, voices of dissent? Anyone? Okay, I'll take. Oh, Wiswick. I'm not sure if all of the drop cards can be trusted, but if you have a few that uh, you've talked to before, maybe we can uh, hand them over to them. Well, we know Sergeant McClear, don't we? Yeah. And I remember Angus. that guy. And we do know Angus. Um, I think you should right. see who is responsible for stopping him. Yeah, and I wouldn't say Angus is the most trustworthy fellow. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that we think... I mean, uh, Sean, is the guard... Is the guy that we've captured... Is he unconscious at this point? No, you never knocked oh, okay. him unconscious. You, he's sort of in a... Not, I wouldn't say a fugue state. He's more just eyes wide, sort of the conversation you had with him last and where he was forced to uh, speak. Um, immediately upon giving you the name, he went into that somewhat catatonic state where he was conscious and listening and able to speak, but was largely distracted from anything you're saying. So he's still sitting there. Actually, Scarlet still has a knee on his back. Um, and holding him by the scruff of his uh, his hood. So I've only been in this town for about two nights now. Does anyone know how much power the Archdruid has? I've been there the same amount of time. I have no idea. No idea where who he is or where we should find him. Should we ask? Yeah, we can definitely ask around. No, I mean, we have someone right here. We can ask him right now. Oh. It um, is, uh, just for everyone's reference, by this point, it's probably around uh, a little bit after midnight. 
just so you know. Um, yeah, we could ask. <laughs> right. Maybe we should wait until morning to bring this guy to the guards. Um, as he's saying that, I'm like shaking the guy and I'm going to be like, you mentioned the Archdruid Orlin. Where can we find him? So even as you're shaking him, it's actually kind of, uh, <clears throat> you might find it creepy in the way that you're shaking him and his head is like going back and forth, almost ragdoll-esque. And when once you ask him the question, he sort of just keeps staring past you and just kind of lets out an exhale as if he was holding holding in his breath as you shook him. He Can say I do an arcana check to see if he's under a spell right now? Didn't you command him? I did, but that only lasts for one command. Mm. So uh, you can try to. I'd say you can, if you want to, try to examine him to see if there's any signs of a spell. You could do that, and you can go ahead and roll Arcana. Ten. Hard to tell. Could I try? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, my arcana's pretty high, though. How about a 17? 17? So you come up to him, and you sort of notice Kiron is, uh... Kiron comes next to, uh, um, Scarlet, and as Scarlet's holding him down, he's kind of, like, investigating. He, like, pulls his eyelids open and sort of, like, squeezes his... Well, he has a mask on, so uh, would you say you took his mask off to kind of see more in detail? Um, so just generally, his face is very clean-shaven, um, and he has uh, three scars over his lips right here. Um, one here, just sort of like three claw marks came down over. Um, they look very old, these scars. Um, but uh, Wizwick, you kind of pulling your lantern, setting your lantern aside, um, you begin to sort of investigate as well. You know, it's still kind of hard to tell. It seems like you know, you, he could be under a, a spell, but there's no signs that you saw during the conflict or as you were talking of anything kind of, the only thing that seemed to affect him is when he said to you who was in charge, who, who he, he served when you asked him that. And he said, Archdruid Orlin. It's immediately upon saying that, that he seemed to become uh, in the pseudo-catatonic state. Hmm. I slap him for one non-lethal damage, or try to. <laughs> roll the hit. <laughs> uh, do He's, I have to roll the hit? <laughs> you do. He's restrained. It's not. A, it's not. You have does to think about it. It's advantage? not so much. He does get advantage because he's restrained, but okay. it's not so much about rolling to hit him. You're more rolling if you deal actual damage to him. Ah, okay. Uh, so I got a twelve. Twelve. Uh, so that. Oh, there's my notes. That does not deal damage. So you do definitely slap him across the face, and you all watch Wizwick kind of uh, staring into the man's eyes and looking at, like, the eye, The man makes brief eye contact with Wizwick before he kind of frustratedly, and then just his little gnomish hand just goes right across his uh, cheek, and the man face moves, and no, he doesn't. it doesn't really deal a lot of damage. It does successfully sort of slap his, his face over, and no reaction, though. Mm, I think something's wrong with this guy. 
Normally people get mad when I do that. <laughs> yes, quite. It seems as if once he uttered the Archdruid's name, he's gone into this state of... ...being. Is he going to be any use of us anymore? Should I just end it? Uh, excuse well, me? I, I believe we should still bring him to the guards. Um, yes, we should definitely bring him to the guards because we're not authorized to kill people, I don't think. Fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want to just um, ask I'll put my daggers away and kind of just like shove them into the chair that Cal had been sitting in just to, to get them off the floor. That chair <laughs> is actually knocked over and broken against the wall because Okay, Cal... I got that chair. Are there any other chairs? Uh yeah, yeah. There's 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 one other chair that's okay, a cool. smaller uh seat that you can easily throw them into. Cool, I do that. Because <laughs> we all remember Cal instinctually with his high initiative role turned around and kicked that couch right into this guy. That's why he's in this situation. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. It's my only job. Um, okay. Uh, so I have thoughts. Um, the first is we uh, wait until the festivities die down, and it sounded like people were returning to their homes, if I recall. I'm correctly gone. Um and um and bring him in the, the cover of night. Also, I do think it may be beneficial if the Archdruid does have um some kind of clout, uh, either politically or or with populace here. Um it may be beneficial to only one or two of us bring him in and the rest of us stay uh concealed or hidden. Um that way they'll if they send more assassins, they'll come after I lost my They'll come after um, either, you know, whoever, only the people that bring him in. Might I suggest maybe we bring the guards to us? That way we don't have a dead body in this town, in this uh, person's home, and they can do their own investigation and take it from there? That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um, so I think I've spoken with the sergeant. Has anyone else spoken with the sergeant? Uh, I believe... I think Curon did, yeah. It was only you and Curon who spoke with him. Scarlet, Scarlet was present for the conversation, but sort of moved past it. Um, she was mostly apologizing for Timber. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but mostly, uh, Cal has spoken the most with, um... The, re uh, the reason I ask is because mm -hmm. I want to make sure that if somebody's watching the sergeant for whatever reason, mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah, yeah. they don't link all of us together if we're trying to do this, this. So if someone had been watching the sergeant for whatever reason, he would have, he or she would have seen Cal and Scar doing the most talking with him, and then somewhat Curon. You three would be, you three were seen the most together about, amongst everyone. And you have a you have a wolf. <laughs> the only person who's really kept a low profile, other than when he ate five porridges and listened to everyone, is uh, Wizwick. Um. Okay. So I think maybe I mean there's no real reason for the sergeant to have been watched back then. So I think the risk it's worth the gamble of just sending like me or whoever's at least Heidi boy 
um, which is probably me, uh, to talk to him. And anyone else can volunteer, but I don't think there should be more than two. I'll go with you. Sounds good to me. Is that a, sound like a plan to everyone else? So we'll just for... Here. Yep. Just for clarification, for my purposes, so the plan is for Kiron, Wiswick, and Timber to stay in the home while um, you go the prison. to the guard. You know, yeah, you should stay with the prisoner, but at the same time, if there's an informant on the guard and he brings more than just... Well, we could just we could get just the sergeant. Just have to speak with him. Well, yeah, he John, might be—he might not have the night shift. I don't even know if the guards are even around at this time. I think he'll probably wake up for a murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, either way, you should take Jet with you. That's a—that's a good idea. Thank you very much. Um, um, can we? <laughs> okay. So Scar and uh, Cal are heading back to the. Circle of the uh, circle of the market to find the uh, sergeant at the barracks, and Kuron, Timber, and uh, Wiswick are staying behind with the prisoner, um, keeping watch on the house. Yeah. Okay, easy mm -hmm. enough. All right. Uh, <clears throat> yes. Could I just tell Jet that uh, if they let him go, just fly back here? That's pretty much it. Okay, so as it, Jet will, as soon as they, if they let Sergeant uh, McClear go with them, or Sergeant McClear does go with them alone, Jet will fly back mm -hmm. to give you a kind of head head start notice. Right. Or if anything goes wrong, I can, well, uh -uh. Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, before I have Cal and Scarlet head off towards the barracks, um, Kiron timber and um and wiswick what are you what are, are you doing anything while you're waiting i think i'll just go back up to the second floor uh keep an eye out from above try to mm -hmm. stay hidden i'll okay. make sure the doors are uh locked and secured okay. um and watch over the prisoner okay timber just let's sit there look at him and smile. Well, not smile, but just pant. My tongue out. With the uh, with the your bloody fur. That's the yep. blood yeah. of his compatriot. That's right. <laughs> just keep looking at him. All right. Kiran uh, gently scratches Timber on the head and behind <laughs> the ear while they sit there and watch the. All right. So doors are all locked. Windows are closed. Um, Wizwick, I'd like you just to give me a perception check so that I have it on uh, file. Sure. That is an 11. Okay. Dark vision, 120 feet. Kiron <laughs> does have passive perception of 17. That is actually good to know. Um, I meant to write all of them down, and I did somewhere. I'll get that in a moment, but... Uh, for your record, um, Wizwick, uh, the courtyard that you'd be watching is very is would be considered dim light, so you can see pretty clearly. Okay, good to know. All right, Scarlet and Cal. 
So <clears throat> upon exiting into the street for the night, you now are getting a clearer image of the crowd that's coming back from the festivities. And you're seeing, it seems like there is a, a portion of the crowd um, that are definitely imbibed and are, are fairly drunk. Um, you know, there's some families walking back with their older uh, children. Um, you know, some of them have uh, good, you know, goods left from the festivities. You see uh, two parents walking back with their child who's holding on to it candied apple that's like 75% eaten. Um, very, um, it's not a super big crowd. Um, Cause as you were aware, the uh, festivities have a, a slightly smaller attendance rate due to the murders, but um, it's substantial though, more than you probably would have expected from the negativity of a lot of the uh, um, shop owners and the people you spoke to on the road on your way here. But um Easy enough to uh, enter into the courtyard. Um, is there anything you want to do before you leave the courtyard and go into the next one? Does anybody seem nervous? Or like anybody like looking around and like casting an eye over their shoulder? Give me a perception check. It's dark. <laughs> um, seven. Seven? Just crowds. Can I also have my head on a swivel? Yeah, go for it. 16. 16? Okay, so kind of looking to and fro, I mean, the generally the courtyard, the way it's set up is um, there are uh, um, three sort of clusters of buildings. There's the one that you came from, which is the largest cluster, which is towards the exterior wall of this circle. And then there's uh, two clusters. Um, uh, if you're walking directly out to the courtyard, one to your left, one to your right. And down the middle is a road that leads into uh, towards a big wooden gate. Um, to the, the right and to the left are um, roads that lead into the other circles of the town. Um, each of these roads are uh, on either side of them is the tall um, earthwork walls uh, of the town that are unique to it. Um, you don't see any uh, anything suspicious in the courtyard. Um, you know, Scarlet, you're just seeing families. You, you notice a few drunks and get distracted when one of them actually pukes into a, a haystack that's near a, a um, near a, a small uh, um, sort of like garden yard outside of someone's home. Cal, on the other hand, you don't really notice anything particular other than there are. Um, two guards stationed at the wooden gate directly across that are in um, plate armor um, that uh, has they have no tabard on. They're just, um, they don't seem like they're affiliated with the, uh, the guards that you've met so far who have the, um, the ash branch tabard. Um, but for the most part, it's just folks returning um, from the uh, festivities. You just previously hadn't really noticed some of the details of this, this circle. Um, but as you sort of move along, keeping your heads on a swivel, but also attempting not to look suspicious, you pass into the sort of uh, long hallway that is the, uh, the road between the circles. Um, when you get about halfway through, um, you do notice on your, uh, your right, is a um, 
another pathway that leads towards the center of the triangular um, town um, that has a, another double um, wooden doors at the end. Um, this one does not have any uh, any guards out of it. Are there, <clears throat> sorry, are there any distinguishing marks, symbols, or I? Uh, give me a quick because your the the doors are about they're probably like 120 feet or so from you. Um, oh, so okay. give me a quick perception check on your part. Would I be able to see any more of those same swirly marks from this distance, or is it too far? Probably not from this distance. It looks, um, you know, it's pretty significantly far from you, um, and it'd be hard to make out small details like that. That's a 19. 19. Okay. So you do see um, the doors are large and wooden, um, but they do have carvings in them. And it appears uh, the what makes up the central motif of the doors um, that split down the middle is a great large ash tree um, with no leaves on it. Um, and uh, at the center, towards the trunk of that ash tree, you do see the silhouette, carved silhouette of a, um, a woman. Um, and then on the left and right of the ash tree is um, the same ash leaf symbol carved in circular uh, sigils. Um, and then some uh, what appear to be small some kind of small writing around the arch of the doors. Um, the earthwork walls are around it, and there's sort of a stone um, archway that's over the wooden walls, or the wooden doors. Um, they don't reach all the way to the top of the stone arch. That's like a Stonehenge arch. Um, they come probably about a couple feet um, below it. Okay. I, um, I nudge Scarlet and relay this. And... Um, so easy enough, you keep walking. You occasionally, at this point, most of the folks have returned um, to the uh, residential side. Um, it appears, so the crowd, you've noticed the crowd that came to the residential side is a lot smaller um, than you would have thought, even from just hearing the festivities from away. Um, there's a few other staggerers that kind of bump past you, a few of them bump into you. Probably the drunkest of the drunk. Try to get one more drink in before leaving. Um, you do get to the hearth, um, the, uh, uh, sorry, the circle of the market, um, where you notice there are still quite a few people there, actually. Um, probably the out-of-towners, um, a larger portion than return to the residential, um, circle. It's probably twice as many people. Um, and they're kind of, uh, petering off into different buildings. A lot of them are heading towards the Shepherd's Flock public house that you were in the day before. Um, some of them are going over to what appears to be some smaller um, uh, taverns, or there's actually one of them is particularly not even a tavern. It's a little portioned off section that just has wagons. And essentially, it's an outdoor inn <laughs> where you can get a cheaper room that's just a, a wagon, essentially, with a tarp over the top. Um, a lot of people are heading towards that one. Um, you see sort of the low cinders of what appears to be, um, seven bonfires that were, uh, portioned all around this, uh, the standing stone. 
probably part of the uh, festivities. There's a lot of trash in the square, um, scattered um, papers, uh, some old, uh, some dis uh, abandoned beer mugs or ale horns, um, a lot of uh, food trash, whatnot. Um, but it's easy enough. You look to your your uh, your left and towards the back area of the circle, you do see what is the tall um, structure of the barracks, which is the only. It's really the only stone structure in the area, um, and it's got two towers on the left and right that are probably about 40 feet tall. Um, and then a set of stairs that leads up to a long uh, stone um, barrack style uh, structure with a uh, pointed roof. Um, there are several torches lit around it. Um, and you do notice there are um, two guards standing at the base of each tower um, in the same sort of leather scrap armor with the ash leaf tabard. Okay. Um, I would walk up to the guard. Okay. I'm just going to follow behind. behind. Uh, as you're walking up, you do see a few other um, people walk out of the barracks. Um, one of them looks to be uh, an older man who's sort of frustratedly like uh, throwing his arms up in the air. Um, you hear him sort of complaining. He's complaining about the uh, out-of-towners. He's just like, they tipped my cart over and all my radishes fell out into the street, dirtied my radishes. No one will buy my radishes now. As a, uh, what appears to be an off-duty guard is just sort of patting the old man on the back. He's like, yes, yes, of course, your radishes will figure it out in the morning. You know how it is during the festival times. Um, sort of pats the, the man away. As you're approaching one of the uh, on-duty guards, um, the, the, what appears to be the off-duty guard kind of looks to you, Cal, and, and kind of leans his head to see Scar following slowly behind. Just, oh, can I help you in this uh, glorious dawning festivity, uh, festival evening? Yes, of course, sir. Happy dawning. Um, <clears throat> say, um, uh, I was uh, hoping to see Sergeant McClear, if you uh, Sergeant McClear. Uh, he's uh, he's asleep in the barracks right now. He, he's off duty. I'm afraid it is rather important. Uh, is there an issue in the town? Is there something I should know, or my men here should know? No, <laughs> but um, there is something that uh, Sergeant Clear had asked for um, us to take a look at for him earlier. Um, personal favor, and it is rather time sensitive. And I don't think you would like it shared. Um, so if, uh, you could even just wake. We don't need to go inside. You just wake him up and have him uh, uh, come out with us. This is this. This is a private issue. This is not something for the guard to know. This is no, sir. We'll leave it to Sergeant McClear to to decide whether or not you should know. It's well, not I, our secret, as it. It sounds rather secretive. Right. Um, no, it is a secret. It's not our secret. You see what I mean? Right. And is this... If Would it's you not... Would you for us, please? I'm not... I'm not a, uh, a tavern keeper, milady. I am captain of this barracks. Oh, lovely yeah. to meet you, 
Captain. What's your name, sir? Yeah, my name is Captain Domnall. Now, you'll want me to wake Sergeant McClear. Alternatively, sir. Been working all day. Of course. He's needed much needed rest since the large portion of our festivities will be tomorrow. And we need all of the guards who are on shift tomorrow to be in top shape. Of now, course. is this truly something that can't wait until the morning? You're saying it's of no issue to the town. Uh, or the security of our festivities, but you demand I awake my sergeant, who is resting. Is murder a good enough reason for you to go get him? <laughs> I'm losing my patience. <laughs> As he writes down. You see, you sort of catch him at the last line, last word of his sentence, where you, you sort of say what you, you say, what you do say, you don't sort of, you do say what you said. And he uh, he sort of looks immediately to, redirected from Cal to Scarlet, and then he looks to his two guards, and he's, Is, there's been a murder, you're saying? Are you saying there's been a murder during these festivities? It's been an attempted one. Oh, well, that's very different, you see. You're saying it was an attempted murder. Someone threatened your lives. It's a very serious accusation to make that there's been an attempted murder on the night of our dawning festivities. I agree with you. That is why I see not... no reason I should not bring you both into the barracks for some serious questioning. Now, sir, there's no need for that. She was merely posing a hypothetical. She's rather short-tempered, and she just wanted to get through. It's quite all right. I, like, make a a fake motion of, like, calming her down. Um, it's a very serious uh, way to express frustration to say I there's been a murder. Understand. I completely understand. I throw... Especially I would like to after there's been a string of murders in our town, I... Give me a quick persuasion check yeah. with disadvantage, Cal. Yeah, that's... Just want to say it was Mother. a great idea not to come along. Fucker. <laughs> uh, all right, so it's actually not that bad. I have decent persuasion for a level two. Um, that's a 16 plus three is 19. I rolled a nat oh. 20. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> all right. Um, so sort of after he he's expressed that uh, serious discomfort with what you've said, he looks to you, Cal. Um, he looks to Scarlet a moment. Holds his gaze on Scarlet. I'd still like to ask you to come in for some questioning. That's not something you just say. Boys, bring him in. And you see the two guards at that point come over to you. And he just looks to each of you. I'd appreciate due to the tense nature of this exchange that you peacefully relinquish your weapons to my men. I immediately start taking off. Um, I... So I've got, got the three. So I'm going to hope that I can just give them the two from my belt and they won't notice the one in my boot. Okay. Um, so do you, you give the two, them the two on your belt? Mm -hmm. Okay. So one guard uh, 
takes uh, Cal's rapier and then firmly pats a shoulder on his, uh, puts a pats a hand on his shoulder. Um, you relinquishing your swords gives them not, you know, they don't have any commands to search you, so they take your your uh, belted weapons from you and they do not proceed to pat you down, but they sort of push you both forward as the cap as, as Captain Domnall turns around and starts walking up the steps into the barracks. Now, Captain, um, I, I do just, oh, I merely request that you do please wake um, the sergeant, as uh, I do think that he could possibly clear some of this up. I didn't get your name. My name? Yes. Cal, lovely to meet you, sir. Sort of at, at the, uh, as you offer the hand, he, he, he turns and hesitantly, but he, he gives you a, a firm forearm grasp. Ooh, and he, yeah. And he holds it tight and then turns and looks. And your name, my lady? Scarlet. Scarlet. Fair enough. Now, Cal, Scarlet, I don't believe I... Uh, it is up to you whether or not I wake Sergeant McClear. Mm -hmm. That is for me to decide. For now, you will come with us and answer all the questions we have for you. He's going to want to know about this, surely. What was that? He's going it. to want to know about this, surely. And surely, he will find out soon enough in the morning. But I need my men rested. I will ask you questions and determine if Sergeant McClear needs to be a part of this. <sighs> do, we, do we know that um, was Wick sent Jet with us? Yeah, Jet would be... Um, I'd imagine he would be more so following you than like sitting on your shoulder. Mm -hmm. Um, and at this point, as soon as you enter into the threshold of the barracks, jet flies, scatters off and uh, breaks rank and starts heading back to the, um, um, to the house. Um, before we go into the barracks where, uh, Actually, we'll do a little bit more of the barracks before we go back, because Jet would have just left. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so when you enter the barracks, it's uh, it's very, very utilitarian. Just a, um, a lot of uh, um, wooden support structures inside, supporting the stone walls outside. Um, when you walk in immediately, there's a courtyard, actually, that you couldn't see from the um, outside in the middle um, that has of training uh, dummies and targets for archery and whatnot. Takes you to the uh, to his um, left into a, uh, a side room um, where he the guards bring you inside. What you see inside is just a very simple table with four chairs um, with a very 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 small uh, hearth um, in the corner and um, not much else. Just a wooden table stone floor, um, stone walls, um, with a very small, on uh, the far walls, two small slits that are of uh, some light bleeding in from the outside. In an effort to break the tension, Cal goes, oh, what a lovely interior you have here. Scarlet rolls her eyes. So at that, um, sort of, you say that as the guards bring you around and sort of don't aggressively push you into the chairs, but sort of um, persuasively push you towards the chairs. Guide with force. 
guide with force as the uh, captain uh, goes to the other side and sits down. Sort of looks at you, Cal, after your comments. It's, it's just a barracks. And what a that, lovely barracks it is. Um, that tone's not going to get you, not going to get you far here. I uh, don't have the faintest idea what you. Four stone walls, and the table, lovely. He really means rolls his eyes as he looks to Scarlet. Um, now, milady, tell me exactly what you mean by there's been a murder. Well, as I'm sure you're aware, your guard Angus, was it? That's the name, right, Cal? Yes, yes, I do believe it is, Miss Scarlet. He hasn't yes. been himself recently, right? Guardsman Angus has seen quite a lot. He uh, came in earlier. We have him sleeping in the back. Oh, good. Yes, we sent him away because we noticed that there was a mark above his door. A mark that declared him the next target. The next target? Yes. He looks to both of you and looks back to Scar. Are you implying that our man Angus was being targeted or marked, as you say, for That's the exact. next ritualized murder? Exactly what I'm implying. It seems that he he witnessed the last one, and it seems they were coming back to Pipe's new sense. This mark, describe it to me. It's small. It was just above the doorway. It was just a swell. Nothing more. A swell? Carved into the wood, you say? Mm-hmm. And how did you come upon this mark? Why were you snooping around my man, Angus? We were only trying to. We were asked to, actually. Oh, yes, that's right. And is this where Sergeant McClear comes in? Yes, he expressed... Um, we were we got to talking and he expressed worries to me about Angus. I offered to because he was on post go and check out um what was happening and, and Scarlet of course came with my good companion. And this mark you speak of. Yes. How do you know it meant he was marked for death? I've seen it before. You've seen it before? Yeah. Whereabouts? Can't remember. So you're telling me that you have intimate knowledge of this whoever is after my man Angus's marks and their signifiers for murdering my men. You have intimate knowledge of these marks and, and I'm to trust you. Yes, exactly like that, just as you said. He looks to Cal for a further explanation. Well, so when we did some jobs for the um, Durin Constabulary, we found a number of these marks and had to uh, get a uh, a informant in the uh, local criminal element to uh, allow, uh, decode them. And we learned this one and a few others, but, but we were able to 
uh, discern that there was it was essentially the same mark and believe it. Give me a deception check. <laughs> yep. It's a good one. See, it sucks because I'm naturally very. Oh, it's a nineteen. Get out of here! <laughs> oh man. I really should check to make sure that Google's uh, dice rolling application is biased. Yeah, you haven't rolled anything. I rolled an eleven once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is that natural nineteen or? That's uh... a dirt. That's an eighteen. Okay. Um. So he pauses for for a very long moment and just sort of his eyes darting back and forth and then sort of like occasionally turning back to his men. You're telling me you've worked with local authorities in Honduras? Yes, uh, we were not um, ever sworn in as guards as such. However, we were um, uh, freelance work. And you were investigating similar assassination attempts with similar markage? Um, yes, uh, I, I, we were. Um, we were investigating a string of, of uh, well, they weren't quite assassinations, but violent um, incidents, perhaps. We were brought in at the very end of the investigation. So uh, we only, uh, the only thing that we truly offered, frankly, was our informant in the criminal element uh, town. Criminal informant, you say? Yes. You see, he's very, very frustrated, and he sort of looks up. I didn't want to wake him, but I suppose the only man who can clear this up is McClear. Thank you, Captain. Much obliged. He, he squints the glariest squint at Scarlet. And quit right back. <laughs> I keep and... the same pleasant smile on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back shortly. And he uh, leaves the room, leaving you alone with just one of the two guards um, at the door. You could overpower him. <laughs> Bad influence. Um, <laughs> uh, to this, that I will dot back into um, the uh, Angus's house um, before we get to um, Jet coming back. Uh, Wizwick, with your 11 perception check, you largely just notice that folks are coming home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can see sort of off in the distance, uh, um, you know, the moonlight is quite bright tonight. It's a clear sky. Um, you can see the dying, simmering fires of the, uh, the circle of the uh, hearth. And sort of at this vantage height, you can't see very far because it's not like you're in a tower, but you can sort of see somewhat over that the earthwork walls. And you notice directly across the courtyard, you can see sort of just the tip of whatever is the central, the central uh, uh, courtyard of this triangular um, uh, town. Um, is the town is 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 a triangle with circular courtyards at each point, and then a central courtyard in the middle. Um, you can see just the just the tip of uh, <laughs> what appears to be a, a a very large dead ash tree in that central courtyard, um, and um, and then off to the uh, um, right uh, of you towards the 
what would be the last circle you haven't seen. You can sort of see the just the tip of um, some larger uh, uh, wooden structures that are um, that you're not sure what are yet, but you haven't seen any activity of suspicion in the courtyard. You're muted. You're muted, by the way, Clay. Whoops. No worries there. Uh, I would love to go downstairs at this point. Probably Mm -hmm. just check up on everyone. Okay. So Wizwick clambers down the steps, uh, the stairs, and he finds Curon and uh, um, Timber. Um, This is is a little bit of time after... uh, because it would have taken um, uh, Scarlet and Cal, uh, you know, probably a good ten or fifteen minutes to walk all the way over to the barracks. Um, this is a little wise ways later. The man, uh, your captive, is still sort of sitting there. He doesn't look catatonic as much anymore, but he is still sort of staring to the distance, avoiding eye contact with you, Kieran. Just sort of occasionally, just sort of. His hands are bound on his, um, still, just sort of. Uh, you see, you you could, you have a little bit of time if you want to do anything before Wizwick comes downstairs. Oh, I was just going to say, oh, uh, so Kiron looks and sees the bright moonlight coming in through like the shutters or whatever. And he says kind of like to himself, but Timber and also kind of to the captive, um, Iluvania blesses us this night. And then turning to look at the captive, he goes, How did you get those? Uh, I'm not doing the voice. How did you get those scars? So the captive's kind of. His daze breaks for a moment. The mention of Iluvania. He just sort of looks down and looks up at you, Kiran. Ki- a dead god worshiper. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. So are they. Um, they who? <clears throat> People who run this town? The druids. Do you know much of the gods of this land? Unfortunately, I do not. Just where I come. Hmm. Ashkeeper is dead as, as dead as your god. Well, I'm not sure quite how dead my goddess is. Ah. Ah. It's fair. Maybe you're different. Different than the druids. Perhaps. And they worship the Ash Keeper, you said. Who is the Ash Keeper? Is. I don't know much about their religions or their faiths. I know stories, some of Dagda, the Ash Keeper. Father of the Feywild. We say he's a corpse, a massive ash tree, 
deep in the Feywild, everything gray and withering as his empty husk decays over the ages, mourned by his paramour, the font mother. But that's only what I heard them speak of. They as in the druids, you overheard this while you were in the service. I won't be here long. And he sits back. <clears throat> so those scars again, how did you, uh... During, during this... Those... <clears throat> oh. During, during, during their conversation, um, I want to stop staring at this man as Huron is interrogating him or talking to him, I guess. Talking. <laughs> uh, um, and I would like to um, loot loot the the body, the dead body on the other side of the room. Um, so you... Uh, give me an investigation check. That's a ten... So you don't really find much. You sniff around it. You sort of peek your nose into his pockets, um, sort of move sort of around his, uh, try to get under the, the chest, uh, the, the shirt, um, to see if there's anything hidden in there, despite all the blood and gore covering his chest after you ripped his throat out last week. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, it seems like anything that would have been easy to find has already been picked off of him. Um, you know, Cal took one of his daggers, the, um, and uh, Wiswick took the broken charm he had. Um, you do find one other dagger that he has on his person. Okay. But I, I, that's I, it. I take it with my mouth and I walk back over to the, the guy and I drop that on the ground too. And then to stare at him again. <laughs> the, the, the captive, while ignoring Curon's questions about his scars, just sort of looks down at you. Truly, the only thing that's really intimidating him anymore about this group is just after seeing you rip his patriot's throat out. Why'd you, you bring that to me, boy? I, he I might picked, be daring I... you to break out so he can kill you too. Oh, all right, all right, Kiran. Give me an intimidation roll with advantage on that. <laughs> yeah, get those dice. Hey, um... With advantage. Also. 16. So the man, he doesn't necessarily, like, engage or start talking to you like he was, but he sort of straightens himself out and... You can see he kind of is re-entering somewhat of a trance-like state to eyes again looking across in the distance at nothing. At that point, Wiswick steps down um, from upstairs. Hmm. Looks like the coast is clear so far. How's it going, people? Um, well, I did get some more information from my friend here before he motioning to the uh, catatonic all-ish prisoner. Um, did this again. Uh, I 
guess the druids here worship uh, another dead god of this land, the uh, the Ash Keeper, uh, Dagda. Have you ever heard of this um, entity? Have I ever heard of this entity? Give me an Arcana check. Oh, okay. So I swore you were going to say religion, but I'll take either one. You know what? I'll uh, I'll say religion is actually more appropriate. Uh, they're the same on my sheet. So eighteen. Eighteen. Um, so you haven't. You don't know a lot about the Ash Keeper. You know probably as much as the um, as the assassin told Curon. Sort of the general story. Of okay. any, anything you've read about the Morisir conflict, you would know. What you mostly know is that the Ashkeeper is dead, and his and the stories say that his um, tree, massive tree corpse, essentially, um, is in the Feywild still, and much of the Feywild has grayed since the conflict. Could I ask? Um, do I have a general sense of direction to where that stone, where the ritual? was done like where was that in relation to like my overview of this location uh so if you were up at the top looking out and you know how i mentioned there were those wooden structures to the right to right. the left to the left was where the festivities were the stone where you um were first investigating the day before, the morning uh earlier was to the left over towards the circle of the hearth okay so it was near the center it was right in the center of of the um of that circle. Okay. Hmm. Well, I from what I know of the uh god that you speak of, he has something to do with a pine or a cedar or some sort of tree. This giant tree in the middle of town maybe that has some sort of connection to the rituals that have been going on. I mean, the rock is kind of near like there. Ash Keeper. Maybe associated with the ash tree. Oh, I ash is a type of tree? I thought that was something that happens when it burns. Uh yeah. I I don't understand this common language. It's uh quite full of double meaning words. Not not quite like the uh, speech of us uh Elysian elves. Or even the deep speak of, uh, deep notes, deep speak, yeah, under speak. Um, yeah, I think it's just under dark. Oh, okay. Uh, it's under common. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it also has a lot of double meaning words and stupid uh conjugation. Although deep speech is also another underdark language. Um, <clears throat> anyway. Um, yes, yeah. so um, why don't we try and check out these... Uh, there are some large buildings on the... Um, making a triangle surrounding this... Uh, yeah, uh, surrounding the center of the village where the tree is. Maybe it had something to do with the rituals. We might be able to find some more clues if we go investigate those. But uh, we might want to wait for the others. Agreed. We shouldn't just leave the uh, motioning to the prisoner. Him alone. Hmm. Yeah. Are we done scaring him with the dog? I mean, if the uh, uh, 
What's called? Was... If the guards aren't coming, I might want to clean up the place a bit. I mean, I'm always of the kind to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Uh, so I will mention Timber's uh, de uh, soft take removing the uh, the breathing tube of of that man, motioning to the dead, bloodied corpse. I don't... Uh, for future reference, I think that's deesophagizing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Um, and I don't believe they try wolves in this town, but I'm not sure. It is, you know, druids in nature. Mm. I don't know. Would you do well in prison, Timber? <laughs> yes, I do believe you would. Mm-hmm. I think they would just put a wolf like him down, wouldn't they? There's no... I don't think there's a wolf jail. Is that something they do in uh, on the surface? I, I'll tell you, I'm not quite sure how these druids operate. It's in the I middle of this conversation about Timber's <laughs> potential prison fate that uh, the front uh, uh, shutters burst open as Jet comes shooting into the, the, uh, the house and actually actually tumbles into the corner table where, the, like, the kitchen area and sort of, like, <laughs> into the corner and then just sort of, like, shakes his head as he kind of crawls out from the, uh, the accoutrement of the kitchen and just, like, squeaking as a bat does, trying to get my uh, bat mode on. Buddy, slow the hell down! <laughs> What's the rush, man? He starts squeaking, his bat squeaks, and telepathically is, uh, uh, Letting you know what happened for the most part in very, very broad strokes. <clears throat> so something like bad man take friends. Friends <laughs> friends taken by scary man. <laughs> in the squeaky I can't do the squeaks, I can't. I'll, I'll practice for next week. That's as yeah. good as I get. It kind of sounds like a pig, but Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Something's gone wrong with the rest of the party. Uh, Jet's kind of troubled. We should totally figure out what the heck's going on. I don't think it's probably not safe here anymore. Oh. Um, okay. Uh, let's you see. You want to go for a walk, boy? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look at yeah, I uh, I, I look at the guy and I lick his knee. It's really scary. <laughs> oh, uh, come! Here. Is there a wet rag somewhere nearby or a Press rag? vegetation. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so as Huron's looking for a wet rag, uh, you turn around and you see the blood just sort of fall off of <laughs> Timber's uh, fur and just sort of splat to the ground as his fur looks. It's not like. He didn't get, like, a conditioner. It just is not covered in blood. <laughs> he had a dry shampoo blowout. Yeah, maybe I'll just cast it one more time, make him smell like roses or something. <laughs> roses really smell like poo-hoo-hoo. At this point, Timber, you experience being scented like roses with magic. <laughs> What's yeah, that? you like it? Oh, um, I guess. Uh, so, Kiran now picks up uh, the prisoner by the shoulder um, and goes, all right, then I guess you're coming with us. Um, let's mm. go to the barracks, right? So you want to walk through town with a man tied up? Yep. All right. Uh, 
<laughs> I'm not saying that's not a judgment statement. I'm just no, I know. This, this is this is what Kieran would do. He would just be like, "Let's go. We are obviously the good guys here. There is no argument. I don't see what the problem." I have one little stipulation here, Kieran. Uh, maybe not the best idea if they got taken by the guards or somebody else. If we walk out there with the guy that they're probably talking to them about, uh, we might just get snatched up just like that. But we have the proof right here. Did, I mean, it's clearly just a mix-up or something. Hmm, but honestly, I think that it's just this location that's not safe, but the plan is still solid. So if we maybe move him, hide him somewhere else, and then go check on our friends, that could be a good way of doing things. That's a fair point, but where would we hide him? Well, there is a back door. Maybe we can make it I, to the right. Right when, uh, right when Kiran says that, Tim, Timber's going to start digging in the ground, and then looking up at Kiran. I'm, I'm mm. sorry, boy. Do you want well, to that would work bury? Him. <laughs> you keep on digging. That's pretty good. <laughs> so there's wood paneling on the floor of this home. So you're just scratching up the wood yeah. paneling. I mean, there is the backyard that has right. a. Like a six right. foot high wall. But but he's gonna scratch the grab the, the the wood wood paneling. Okay. Uh I do I do have a shovel, but I mean we don't have time for digging, <laughs> honestly. I kind of was just making a joke to the dog. <laughs> um let's try dragging him out the back door and take it from there, huh? And, and but but go well with him. The barracks makes the most sense. The barracks? I mean, we know it's dangerous. There's danger at the barracks. But my bat told me so. <laughs> well, okay, that's fair. Could Jet be overreacting? Absolutely. <laughs> but I'm overreacting. Let's get the hell out of here. Okay, okay. So at this point, Kieran, to just alleviate poor Wizwick, who's clearly getting stressed out. Um, unlocks the back door and ushers the assassin out in front of him, holding him by the back of the shoulder. Okay. Uh, and walks out. I follow <coughs> closely behind. Okay, easy enough. When you get out to the back door, you notice uh, it's it's a, it's a very small backyard. It's probably um, like 10 foot by 5 feet um, with, uh, you know, a garden with some vegetables growing, um, home, little homestead situation going on, um, the outhouse. Um, and then about a, what looks like a six foot makeshift wall, um, largely made of, um, it's not a stone wall or a brick wall. It's, it's made of interwoven, um, flexible sticks, um, that are stacked up and creating the uh, perimeter. Um, it's, you, you can see slightly through them in the sense that you can see shapes, but you can't see through clearly. Um, but you have an outhouse to your left, you have a garden to your right, and then a small patch of maybe four feet in the middle. Perception check, please. Roll for it. 18. Now, what are you specifically doing? I am looking for anything suspicious. I am looking to see if there's anyone else out here, maybe invisible or not. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so I'm looking into the corners and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yep. So with that high of a roll, you mostly what you notice is actually some of the um, treaded dirt from where these men had come over the wall. Um, and it's mostly just sort of a few displaced spaces of dirt where maybe they, they, um, where they were stepping, um, not 
it discernible footsteps um other than you know there's very very light amounts of snow so the ground is a little wet so you can see sort of the very slight impressions that they were making um as they uh, came up to the back door discerning okay. they probably climbed over the wall right as i believe you or wisbic saw the earlier when you saw the stonework get moved over on top of the wall mm. or not stonework i guess just sort of the shaking of the wall because it's wooden retcon retcon for the win dm is perfect <laughs> i think that's the first one so proud of you buddy um, and I could have gotten away with it too. At least you didn't mess up any names yet. I know. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I'm glad you guys keep saying them first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, it's mostly for what you can see unsuspicious. All right, well, the coast looks clear now. Where do we go from here again? Hmm. I mean, I don't know why you're asking me. That wall seems like a pretty good idea. Uh, so you just want to put him back here? And that's it? And just leave him unguarded? Well, there might be something behind the wall. We're, we're taking him away. I don't really know where we can take him, but uh, like... The only, quiet. The, the only real place you could hide him back is, here... Is the outhouse. Is the outhouse. <laughs> Like, it's an open garden, essentially, except for an outhouse. Um, well, I mean, I mean... People can't see over the walls, necessarily, but if he was just standing there, they might be able to see through and see the shape. Um, we I mean, might have to quiet him up if we're gonna leave him in there. And I stare at the outhouse. Um... Okay, and how do you propose to do that? Hmm... I think we should leave that one up to the dog. Uh, oh. uh, I mean, Tim, Tim, it's got Tim, to get done somehow. Tim, uh, Tim, Timber's gonna just walk over to the ground and just start digging a hole. Timber, please right. don't kill me. Yeah, <laughs> as, Timber as Timber starts digging a hole, I'm jumping back to the other. <laughs> 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 Give you two some time to think, but also, <laughs> Timber's, uh, where I'm saying I left you off is Timber's digging a hole, and you're holding the guy out in the backyard, and you're having an argument, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> Not very quiet. <laughs> yeah, ask, uh, ask the dog. <laughs> uh, Scar and Cal, is there anything you want to talk about or do before anything else happens while you're waiting in the room with the guard? Um, no, I'm not really saying anything. I'm kind of sitting and staring down the guard. I um, am using the distraction her eyes are made to look around me to see if I can find where the, if their weapons are in this room or where they took Okay. Or if I can uh, remember where they took <laughs> Yeah, and I'm not even have you roll. It's easy enough because you, you, the uh, other guard essentially had your weapons. So you have the one guard in there and the other guard took them not discernible where they he took them. Okay. Likely, um, likely he's not standing outside the door holding your weapons. He probably brought them to a uh, a quartermaster area. Based on your experience in the past with 
um, knowledge of, of barracks and, and, and sort of formal um, structures like this, it's likely he brought it to some quartermaster area. An armory. Yeah, an armory. Okay. Um, so, um, what's yeah. your name? Talking to the guard. Oh, sorry, go. No, 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 go. <laughs> uh, I mean, you ask him his name and the guard just sort of like, he's just standing there. He's got like the same leather patchwork you saw before. It's just sort of like that like medieval like hood helmet that comes down on the sides. Uh, that's just like leather and just sort of straps down, kind of like the the weird guy in Braveheart who's yep. a creep. Um, <laughs> and he's uh, he looks um, like he's probably in his, his late thirties. Um, very very like dark black, um, scruffy beard, um, like oily looking. Um, those eyes that are like a very pale blue, but like the uh, sclera is like yellowed with time. Um, and he just sort of stares directly at you and like, yeah. just ignores you i've never met one of the uh before, but i do think that you seem like a pleasant man um uh just out of curiosity um how long have you been a guard i'd like you to give me a charisma check just straight what? charisma charisma well, all right. I I was trying to see if there was a bias or not. Um, I rolled an eleven, so it's a third. I lied. What is it ultimately? A thirteen? Twelve. 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 Okay. Um, so you see the guard kind of, you know, he's not necessarily the hardest man to uh, to win over. Um, he he at your offhand joke he uh he does let out a small chuckle sort of <laughs> when his face gets really serious again as he's sort of like <clears throat> and puts a hand on his uh short sword hilt at his waist which sort of stares forward uh, have you ever been to... just just leave him alone he doesn't want to sorry i figured we'd make a conversation while we were waiting uh, so it's not, it doesn't take much long, longer before um, you see, uh, you actually see McClear come in. Um, he's just wearing very simple um, sleeping clothes. Uh, um, not Scrooge level sleeping clothes, he's not wearing a gown, <laughs> but, uh, you know, very simple um, tunic and uh, comfortable, comfortable breeches. Um, Sergeant, lovely to see you. <sighs> Yes. Uh, he looks to the uh, the guard you were uh, harassing with friendliness, uh, and he just sort of nods to him and juts his head back. Guard leaves, closes the door behind him. It's just you and McClare now. Not the crying. other guy? Not Domino? Captain Domino has not come with him. Okay. The, uh, he sits across from you and just sort of puts his face in his hands. I told you. I told you to be discreet and we were my good friend um we arrived uh here uh as uh we did uh come across a bit of an issue that we did think um might uh not have uh been uh, all right there's there's a dead man <laughs> in angus's um house and there's another one that we have captured so you can you can um interrogate him 
and figure out who's murdering people. Also, they were invisible, so Angus wasn't wrong. Oh, um, okay. uh, so, that yeah. Was, uh, that was a lot at one time. Mission, he's, uh, he's, mission he's not wrong. accomplished. So, let, me, let me get this straight. There's invisible men yes. in Angus's home. There were. Well, there... Not anymore. There Not now. anymore. Not so, anymore. so the... He pauses. So, so the, the murder you were talking about, is it you killed someone? Um... No, the dog did. <laughs> I've never killed anyone. Horrible, horrible thing. Do someone. So you see his head just goes into his neck, just like this last last fucking time. I trust outsiders. Alright. I just barely calmed the captain down to get in here to talk to you. Mm-hmm. So you've gotta give me something more than this. What these men came to kill Angus? Yes. Yes. They so we got him. So we spoke with Angus. Scarlet, you tell him. <laughs> you see, he kind of like gives out a really heavy sigh. His head very slowly turns to Scarlet from Cal. Like, and just the expression is like, please, give me anything. So he's, he's not wrong. Um, Angus was marked for the next target because he saw what happened. And so we waited to see if whoever it was would show up, and they did. And at first they were invisible. We fixed that quite quickly. And, uh, and, and, and then one thing led to another. There were two of them. One is dead. The other is a prisoner. So you have a man captive? Yes. Back at Angus's house. Is it your... He kind of looks past it, kind of out the windows. So your elf friend with the captive? Yes. It's, I think it's mostly the dog. The dog. Oh, the dog. Oh, don't, don't worry about the dog. Alright, so let me, let me get this straight. You've got... You killed a man. Who yes. was trespassing. Who was oh, trespassing man. in Angus's home. Yes. After you brought Angus to me. Yes. To take care of him. Yes. Uh, you have a man there, alive. Mm-hmm. That's important. You have a man alive. We thought it would be important. That is That's why what we might to save our asses. That might save our asses here. Um, if it's any consolation, they were attacking. That's fair, but your only other accomplice in this situation is a raving madman in Angus and myself. And I'm likely to be court-martialed if this is not... It just doesn't help us solve this murder. I know an excellent. He did Where? give us. He did give us a name. A name. He did. Yes. Have you heard of the Archdruid Orman? The Archdruid. The Archdruid. He said the Archdruid. That's what he said. Orlin. Is that is that important? Who is that? Orlin. Who is that? Archdruid Orlin. Yeah, yes, yes, that's what I said. You're <clears throat> so we're accusing the Archdruid of these murders if we follow this lead? 
I think yeah. accusation just... is perhaps the wrong term. I think what it really is is we receive a um a um, a tip off maybe. Those that... were the words that came from his mouth. All right, all right, <laughs> all right, all right. Let me. He stands up and he starts pacing back and forth in the room, and you sort of hear a bang on the door as soon as, soon as he stands up. Kind of like clearly they're running their their patients is running slim on you talking with him and he's like, all right. I think the important part here, Sergeant, is that Angus uh, was going to be assassinated and we stopped And I appreciate that. And I believe you entirely. And I'm sure when we get there with the captain, mm -hmm. some men, and we see your captive yes. and any other evidence you have, we'll be fine. And we so will we... question him. I am not going to say anything. And he gets real hushed about your accusations. It's not an accusation. I, it's, all right, your mentioning of the Archdruid of this town. Why is that such a big deal? Do you know anything about Maginset? It's no. a holy place. People come here on pilgrimage. You hear the doors banging again. I'm not mentioning it. You do not mention it until we can get this all cleared up. But it seems like it's valuable information. And that's why we're not mentioning it now, so we can mention it at the opportune time. Understand? At this point, the door swings, swings open as the captain steps in. McClear, you've had enough time with these people. Now, do you vouch for them? And what have you learned? McClear sort of stands up at attention real fast. Um, the two guards walk in behind him. You do notice one of them is holding your weapons at this point. Um, and McClear just looks at the captain and goes, Sir, yes, I spoke with these individuals earlier today. They, they offered help in investigating the murders. We're so short-staffed, I thought, we'll show, you know, we don't have enough men. So I said, I gave them a few leads. And it seems, from what they've told me about this dead man, the murder, is that assassins attempted to murder Angus in the night perhaps associated with his witnessing with the last murder. And they have alerted me that they have a captive. They kept one alive, even as they were attacking them. They courageously and necessarily murdered one of them. And that's the I murder we're talking about. I, I lift up my shirt, show us Garwood out. This man injured himself. He took a knife for the guard. So... If you trust my word, Captain, I've been a loyal servant to the guard. They will lead us to Angus's home. We will take this captive into custody and question him ourselves. <laughs> Captain kind of looks and you just see he rubs his temple and he's like, ah, I was so, I was so close to going home. <laughs> 
cut to Wiswick stuffing the dead man's socks in the guy's mouth. <laughs> Fair enough. McClear, you're coming with us. We're not going to give them their weapons back until we see this captive. Is that necessary? It is absolutely necessary. Why? What I've learned tonight is you've murdered a man, maybe in self-defense, appropriately. Definitely in self-defense. You've been staking out in one of my men's homes. You brought him mad and hysterical to my barracks. We thought you'd want to know how he was doing. And we found number him one. Number one thing why I don't trust you yet, even at the words of McClear, until I see this captive. Why? Why was? Why I, you, there's something that doesn't ring true about why you know so much about these symbols. Now, if this proves to help us solve this murder, then I'll have been proven wrong with my suspicions of you. But Undurian informants working so far north, I'm not 100%. I don't 100% trust that story. Prove me wrong. He looks to McClear. Prove to me that these travelers can be trusted. And that'll be a different story. <sighs> Lead the way. Now that will cut back to our friends in the backyard. How big of a hole has it having me? Uh, <laughs> Very important. So I'd say at this point, you know what? I would like you to give me a just a straight strength check. Ooh, okay. The old digging skill. That is a dirty 20. All right. All right. I'll say because of your, you know, your background and how strong of a good boy you are. Um, <laughs> you've definitely 100% not dug a hole deep enough to fit this whole man. <laughs> but you have dug a hole enough to, like, sit him in it where he'd be, like, seated and, like, his, like, waist up would be above ground if you buried him in it. Um, at this point, I'd like to run back inside. And I'd like to start dragging the other body outside, next to the hole. Your microphone. Yeah, muted, Sean. Sorry. It doesn't take you that long. Um, it probably takes you about a couple minutes. Kiran and Wisbeck Want to proceed on your argument? So, I've got the socks in his mouth. He, they can't hear him. Right. It's still muffled screaming, though, possibly. So, well, wait, you know, wait, wait, wait. Did you, did you take your own socks off and shove them in his mouth? No, no, no. I used the dead guy's corpse's socks. Okay. <laughs> very, so you, very important. important. <laughs> yeah, very important. Um, I mean, <laughs> the man, he, he does... So when so explain to me how you shove these socks into his mouth. So he's tied up, right? Correct. His hands and legs are tied. So we tie the we tie the socks together, it, so it kind of like goes around his mouth, his uh, what's called head. You've made and him a sock ball gag. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm going for. 
Not a ball gag. I don't know where we'd find a ball, but I'm sure we could find something. Just, just, just pick up a rock. That in his mouth. In a pinch. Well, you all have. There's got to be a rock or something somewhere around here. And uh, we've got the door closed, and I've got this chair. You think it's too conspicuous if I just jam this chair in the door so we can't get out? Uh, no, I don't think anyone will be looking back here. It should be. Yeah, I think so too. That's pretty good. I think we've got something here. It's definitely something. All so... right, well we're in a rush, so let's let, let's get going. Uh, so they they put them in the outhouse, shut the door, put the chair up against it, turn to Timber and go, "What are you doing, boy?" As he's as the the body just sort of like down the back steps into the yard, and he's dragging it towards the hole. Hmm. I guess that's fine. I mean, it's not really hurting anybody. I mean, proper burials are always important to reach one's divine uh, entity. Uh, I'm gonna. Yes, I'm gonna very, very important. It's what separates us from the beast. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, Timber? <laughs> I'm gonna. As soon as I bring the body next to the hole, I'm gonna continue digging the hole. Okay, Timber keeps digging. Uh, uh, well, maybe we should leave him here with his pet project. And, yes. Uh, yeah, we should go keep a lookout up above. Yeah, it's actually really important. We need to go figure out what's happening with our friends. We've already wasted enough time here. Right. Um, but should we go out and check, or maybe you could send Jet out, see if you know he can get eyes back on where they were, and maybe about- we can. How about, they haven't seen my face yet, so why don't I go out, I'll use Jet to spy on them, okay. maybe I can find out where they are, and uh, if you see Jet through the window or anything like that, you just give me, uh, I'll send you a note or something, and we'll be good. That sounds good to me. Alright, I head out. Timber's in the back digging his hole, Kieran goes up to look at the <laughs> window, and the... Okay. Upstairs. Oh, in the upstairs area? Yeah. Okay. Um, so we got... So, uh, Wizwick, w- you're heading out with Jet to go uh, scout ahead, essentially? Yeah, the plan is I'm going to casually walk by the guard outpost that I suspect that they're going to. Maybe I'll ask Kiran beforehand to give me, like, directions. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a way! Easy enough. <laughs> and uh, we, I'm going to go around there, maybe find like a corner or something that's like out of the way. And then I'm going to look through my bat's eyes and see if I can look through some, wi- peer through some windows, see anybody, uh, any of our friends in there. <coughs> okay. Uh, it does take you a little bit to get close enough to the, um, uh, to the guardhouse to be able to use Jet to s- sort of see. Mm-hmm. Um so while you're heading off in that direction, I'd ask Kiran to give me a perception check. Seventeen. And Kiran, you're just watching out at the courtyard. Yep, looking for anything that okay. uh of interest. And um uh Timber, you're just digging. Digging. Just making sure that uh, I can dig big 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 enough and long enough hole for a body. Okay. And um, what is your passive perception, just so I know? It is 15. 15, cool. 
Okay. I want to have it be known that I'm heavily drinking on my way there. <laughs> I can just... All right, so essentially, you have Wizwick, who has been keeping quite a good cool so far. And are you trying to stay kind of hidden, Wizwick? I think I'm just casually walking. Like, I'm trying to act okay. normal, which is why I'm drinking, because I, I feel nervous. Okay. And uh, as soon as I get close to the guard tower, I'm just frantically looking for someplace, like an alleyway to crash, basically. Yeah. So easy enough. It takes you about 10, 10 minutes or so to get close enough to the guardhouse to be able to um, uh, successfully get Jet out there and stay within range to be able to see through him. Um, but it's not so hard. Um, <coughs> sorry. <clears throat> um, when you get there... Um... <coughs> oh, jeez. Uh, give me a... Uh, do you want to stealth into the alleyway? Yes. All right, give me a stealth check. Are there stones? I don't think there's stones in that alleyway. I just want to be clear. Last time we like let cobblestone slide, I, I got to admit that seems like a little overpowered for me. No, we're not going to let that. I mostly let that slide because of how big the crowd of people around you were. And it was more about you stealthing you stealthing between them, them. Yeah. yeah i wouldn't i mean that's not gonna fly uh, much in the future <laughs> all right good all right so here we go uh-oh um we have a total of eight. <coughs> oh my god all right <laughs> oh wow <clears throat> the person i had in mind of seeing you got a seven yes <laughs> but as far as you know, you believe that you are um, you are un <clears throat> un uh, discerned. Um, so you're sending Jet out to essentially look into windows around the guardhouse. Uh, yeah, mostly what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna sit my body down in like the corner somewhere. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have the flask in my hands, like kind of laying back, and I'm gonna take Jet's eyes, and first I'm just going to do, like, a flyby, see if I see, notice anybody, like, maybe one loop around the building. Mm -hmm. If I don't see anybody, if it's too hard to notice or hear anything, <clears throat> I'm going to actually fly up to, like, the nearest window and just perch on the edge of it. Okay, so I'd ask you to give me a perception check first for Jet. Okay. Are we doing... Well, I rolled a 19, which is wonderful. Uh, are we doing the advantage for uh, hearing? Uh, if that is... Uh, yeah, let's do that, because you did say you were listening out. Okay, great. Well, you can't really do better than the 19, but... Uh, what's the uh, modifier for perception? Not really sure what my bat gets. Wisdom. Oh, what's, what's the bat's wisdom? Uh, that's a plus one, so it's a dirty twenty. Okay, mm, great. Um, so it takes it doesn't take too long. Um, Jet does kind of uh, fly around. Um, he takes him probably a couple uh, laps around the uh, barracks before he hears what seems to sound like um, some angry shouting. Um, and he does sort of fly down, and uh, <coughs> I'd ask you to give me a quick investigation check with, with advantage. <coughs> okay. Sorry, I don't know what... mm. 
we it's can't we can't have our, our god die on us. <laughs> Very important. Uh, okay, so I rolled a thirteen and a five, so thirteen would probably be it, maybe fourteen. Okay, so probably take it takes Jed a little bit to find exactly. I gotta take that back. He's got a minus four to intelligence. It's a ten. Okay, so it takes Jed a while then <clears throat> to find um, the exact window, and uh, Jet essentially gets to the correct window as soon as um, uh, you see. Once you see through Jet, because uh, you you are looking through him exactly, um, what you see through that window is Scarlet and um, and uh, um, Cal sitting across from who you recognize as uh, Sergeant McAleer from earlier. Captain is at the doorway with the two guards behind him. They're essentially about to leave, is what you notice. The last thing you hear is the... Excuse me. Captain saying, uh, lead the way. Uh-oh. <laughs> Did I hear anything else from, like, the yelling? Did I discern anything at all? No. Okay. Uh... <clears throat> essentially going... the yelling you heard was the captain being like i don't trust you <laughs> oh boy. so you're catching this at the tail end of them about to leave it's taken a, it's taken a bit of time for her it took jet heard it but it took him a while to discern exactly where to go i think that i'm just gonna have jet start screaming and tapping against the window just screeching very loud <laughs> like as loud trying to get their attention so I guess we'll jump into the room. Um, so the captain just said, lead the way, and you're about to get up to go. And you see in the, uh, on the, um, I guess the, uh, you would actually be able to see him exactly um, the way you're positioned in there. As you're about to get up, you see to your right in the very thin pane of, of glass for the window, you see just a very familiar fiendish looking bat just sort of Clapping its wings against the window and kind of bumping, bumping into it, bumping its little chest into it, and just squealing away. Hmm. Do you have any problems with the uh, rabies in this area? Uh, the uh, the guard, uh, not the guard, the captain kind of looks at you funny, like, uh, and then he looks up at the bat and he's, oh, oh don't get. It's actually strange. We don't get a lot of bats around here. You may want to just, uh, obviously, when things calm down, you may want to investigate the local livestock. Shall we? <laughs> yes, lead the way. Come with us. Leading. <clears throat> the bat flies away when he notices everybody seems to be playing it cool. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, the, the bat gets to you, and you come out of it. Um, and we're actually going to check back in um, at the house. Um, so, Kiron, you're up in the top area, uh, the top um, room, and you're just sort of uh, watching out in the courtyard. At this point, it's actually, at this point, it's probably more like one in the morning, um, a little bit after one, maybe even. And most of the people have retired to their homes. Uh, anyone left wandering around are, are just those who stayed for an extra drink or they're outside out of towners that are just kind of wandering around wherever they can go before someone stops them. Um, <clears throat> so you just see some drunkards walking through the streets, occasional, um, but not much else. Um, 
September. Okay. Timber, you're scratching around. Damn. Uh, <laughs> Timber, you're scratching around, uh, or not scratching around, you're digging, 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 digging. And at first, you don't really notice it. Um, you, you don't notice anything strange. You're just digging, occasionally looking up, kind of at the night sky to rest for a moment before digging further. And you're almost there. You're almost accomplished your task. Then you know you hear something at the corner near the outhouse. It sounds like the clittering and clattering of insects. Like like big insects? Or or like a like just just tiny little it starts, the first thing you hear is just sort of what sounds like small insect. But then, it doesn't sound like a bigger insect. It sounds like more insects. And the noise is growing. Um, and you start to hear, Uh... <clears throat> I'm just going to stop digging, look over the outhouse. Timber <laughs> uh, knows he can't kill him. <laughs> um, he's going to knock the, the chair out of the way. He's going to run up to the outhouse and knock the chair out of the way. When you run up to the outhouse and knock the chair away, you see it now. So the outhouse is obviously just sort of a makeshift wooden shithouse. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> And you notice at the top of it, where the sort of small little roof is, and there's several little like inserts, uh, uh, openings for breeze to go in, for you know what. Um, you notice from the back of the outhouse, there's this long, there's a swarm of uh, beetles that are crawling in through those top holes, those air, the air vents. And there, it's like a look at the back wall looks like it's completely black with these beetles, or, or you notice, and they're all going in, and you start to hear. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, I want to. Uh, can I pull him out <laughs> with my my teeth? So I'll say it takes you a second, but you've you've experienced your wolf form enough to know how to open a door. Yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah. You're, uh, you have the knowledge of a man. Yeah, you're not just a velociraptor <laughs> clawing at it. Um, and it's just an outhouse door, so it just has a knob. It's not like a turn door or a lock. Yeah. So you easily you pull it open, and what you see inside is what looks like dozens upon dozens upon dozens of little black beetles crawling all over this man. And you can see they're biting into him in places. You can see they're crawling under his uh, armor. You can see a few of them are crawling and biting at his face and just ripping at his flesh. What do you want to do? Uh, immediately go, ah, ah! <laughs> <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> uh, loud enough for, uh, for Kiron to, uh, to hear. And then immediately wanted to, um, uh, bite through his leg, uh, um, 
legs, uh, leg rope. <laughs> Just feast. <laughs> or try, um, try to undo the knot that's on his legs. Yeah, uh, give me a, uh, um, I'd say your choice between um, dexterity or athletics. I'll say dexterity. Or uh, I meant to say, yeah, dexterity. Just dexterity. Kiran, uh, what do you want to do once you hear barking? The moment like... I hear that barking, I'm going down the stairs out that back door. Okay. Well, Kiran is. I'm sitting in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried. <laughs> uh, what did you get? I got an 18. 18? Easy enough. Very quickly, you, you bite through the the, uh, the, uh, the vines and the legs, and you see the man sort of, his legs start to kick, now free. And you see he sort of haphazardly is sort of trying to lift himself with his hands tied behind his back, and just sort of like going like this as these beetles are crawling all over his face. And you can see they're coming in, and, and some of them are flying up and on top, top of his head and just ripping at his flesh. You can see blood starts to come down his face. Um, and like, uh, like, one of them is like trying to crawl into his eye socket and sort of gnawing on his eye, and he's sort of like, rrr, rrr. and he uh, he finally gets himself up and sort of tumbles forward out, and you see he sort of rolls forward, beetles kind of flying everywhere, um, right as Curon reaches the bottom of the stairs and steps and and sees through the door the man tumble forward into the the courtyard, and you see sort of like the scattering of beetles that start to like fly around him and then kind of swarm over him. Timber, the beetles inside fly around you. They like take wing and fly around you. You're sort of in a storm of beetles for a moment before they all descend upon this man who's just writhing on the ground. What do you guys do? Uh, so Kiran will kick open the door. Um, he will shout, um, evil creatures be gone. And then he's going to cast Sacred Flame, Sacred Flame, excuse me, on the mass of beetles, trying his hardest to avoid the assassin, but knowing that, you know, he's going to die one way or another, and I'm at least <laughs> going to try to save him. All right, go ahead and roll, uh, uh, roll to hit. Um, it's or actually, is that a dexterity? That's a dex saving for... All right. What's your, uh, what's the saving throw? 13. 13, all right. Oop, that's cocked. Damn, these beetles roll low. Go ahead and roll damage. Man. So the beetles rolled a natural one for Timber to see them, and then rolled a natural two to resist this uh, dexterity throw. Wow. Um, so Kiran does eight points of radiant damage. Oh, no, right. I'm sorry, six points. Six points of radiant six damage. Points? Okay. Yes, I don't want to lie to you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so what you see uh, uh, is, um, and we're just going to initiative order this essentially, where Kiran's first, and then um, and then Timber, and then uh, the Beatles. Um, so you see the Beatles. You see these like the flames erupt around the uh, um, the assassin. Try he's probably getting singed, but not damaged. Um, actually, just for the hell of it, I know it's not how the secret flame works, but because. The beetles technically occupy the same space as him. I'm gonna have him do a dexterity save. Yeah, well. I I thought you would do that, but when you did it, I didn't. He got a natural one, so he's gonna take some damage for that as well. Um. <clears throat> okay. So you see these beetles? They're sort of like 
these sort of like licking flames are shooting up in different scatters as beetles are kind of just like exploding with radiant energy um, and just and sort of falling from the air, singed little ashes and sort of almost like cinders falling from uh, remnant fireworks as he is also sort of being licked by these flames and sort of, it's no longer, a, it's now a scream through the, uh, the sock in his mouth. It just, um, Timber, what do you want to do? Uh, I want to try to undo his hands. All right. Athletics or dexterity check? Your call. Dexterity again. Okay. A 12. Okay. It's uh 12. It takes you a second, but you're just able to rip the binds off and the man's hands are free and you see he starts clawing at his face trying to rip these beetles off of his face um now that his hands and legs are free i'm gonna give him an initiative order as well and i'm gonna have him give a uh unarmed strike against these this swarm of beetles oh he's not doing good uh, <laughs> you see he's clawing at his own face and it's actually kind of like ripping his own hair out and sort of like beetles are getting cast off of him, but they're not dying. They're just sort of flying up and back onto him as they're starting to really rip him apart at this point. Um, and that he does not deal any damage to the swarm though. And it is the swarm's turn. Swarm has a job and they're going to keep attacking him. Oh, so they were sent here by someone, are you saying? Uh... <laughs> No, this random swarm of beetles is just eating this dude. Okay. <laughs> uh, the beetles a are... A common occurrence of Magic Set. Yeah, you know, the beetles of Magic Set. Common problem. <laughs> um, but no bats. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, beetles have rabies. That's the rabies problem. <laughs> uh, so you see the beetles are crawling all over him. They're biting into him, but they're not dealing as much damage as they were before. They're kind of... The swarm is reconstituting around him, essentially, since their last uh, effort. Kiran, what do you want to do? Ooh, uh, Kiran feels bad about burning him, but isn't quite sure how else. So wait, if I did a um, a melee attack against the swarm, would that affect him as well? Because they are... Uh, no, I, I would say no, not as much. I'd say because it was a dexterity saving throw and technically okay. swarms occupy the same space as the person they're attacking, yeah. I, for the sake of it, um, had had uh, him do that dexterity save. But if you use your attack and you're trying to hit them, just kill as many as possible, I'd yeah. say that, that is um, not going to affect him in that way. Okay, so yeah, so Kiran is going to uh, whip out his uh, quarterstaff. He twirls it around himself and knows I like trying to be cool. Um, and then swings it two-handed uh, at the mass. All right, good roll to hit. Do I have? It is a 18. That hits. Roll damage. All right, and since he's doing two-handed, that's versatile. And for those that don't know, it does. Uh, I don't know. One D eight. Yeah. If you're doing two hands, uh, it does five points of damage. All right. <clears throat> so you see, uh, Timber, you're watching as Kiran is kind of just like occasionally whacking through what is like a bustling amount of the swarm that swoops up and comes down, and then occasionally actually hitting down and just 
trying not to hurt him. Um, you And you see beetles are flying all over the place, but there is literally like hundreds of beetles crawling all over this guy. Um, and you're able to get quite, you're actually able to get more than you think. Um, and they're just sort of, the guts are kind of, it's now this weird mixture of like, you know, gray beetle guts and his blood that's sort of soaking through because they've crawled inside of his clothes and they're just, they're chowing down on this dude. Timber, you're up. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Timber's going to run inside and try to go. There's, there's a fire inside, right? Yeah. Uh, Timber's thinking too hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Timber's going to try to grab one of the logs in the fire. Okay. <laughs> Give me a constitution With saving With your throw. mouth? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Give me a constitution saving throw. <laughs> it's a six. That's... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fire damage. <laughs> well, you just stuck your face in the fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> so um, you take six points of fire damage and are unsuccessful in picking it up. So you essentially go in for it, singes the shit out of your tongue. You feel like you feel like the hairs around your 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 maw just burning away, and that smell of burning hair is you sort of you dashed into the house panicking just like i'm a wolf i don't have hands <laughs> and run forward to grab a searing hot log uh and, and it's not really a log i would say since the fire has been burning all night it's mostly like you thought it was intact and you went to grab it and the charcoal just <laughs> fell apart into your mouth and burned the shit out of your your whole mouth and your your fur is definitely burned away at the edges of your your snout you take six points of fire damage. All right. Well, is there anything else you'd like to do? I don't think I could do anything else, so. Not really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so it is the... What a no, actually, technically, it's the, the man's turn. Um, so you see the assassin kind of like... He's trying to get... He's trying to get himself up off the ground, but while also kind of clawing at these, uh, these um, creatures, he is able to get himself up and you see sort of the in the in, insane amount of uh, panic. Oh, he just runs right directly for the uh, the wood wall of the uh, backyard. And um, <clears throat> just bashes right into it and collapses back down on the ground. He is not a, he doesn't break through it, um, but he's making a lot of noise at this point. Guys, you have um, one job. <laughs> So did you. Uh, <laughs> Tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. I did. I leave you for one second, Kira. <laughs> yeah, the, the Beatles fault. is my fault. I'm sorry. The swarm goes. Uh, You're the one that wanted to hide him in the outhouse. I was. Ugh. Swarm got nat 20. Oh. oh, no. You guys got to find the caster. Cool. You're too far. I'll just do that with the magic I don't have. Yeah, level two. <laughs> oh boy.
at uh, 16 points of piercing damage. Oh! As the, um, so, I'd say, Tim, as soon as you go to recover and come back outside, Kiran, you're watching as the swarm sort of, as you've been hitting it, it's been sort of flying all over the place, and they sort of, like, they almost, like, come out to recoup themselves, and then right back down onto him, and he's just, you don't see the man, you see the silhouette of a man covered in black beetles ripping his flesh apart. The assassin is dead. Um, and as the beetles just sort of, and you're just watching, you watch the body, you watch the body, you watch the body flail and flail and flail, um, and then it goes still. What would you like to do, Kieran? I know what Can you want to do. Can I use Spare the Dying on this poor, desecrated corpse? Technically, yes. <laughs> um, all right. So, what I would like to do, if would, so, what is the time frame between someone's death and spare the dying? Like, how so, long? so because we're in initiative order, technically here, I would say that it is um, three death saves. I'll do. We'll just do a straight three death saves. Since okay. you want to try to res- keep them alive, we're gonna do um, the normal death saves. So, if you use Spare the dying on him. That co- that brings him back to uh, conscious. Well, not consciousness. He's unconscious, but he's no longer dying. Right. Um, so when the beetles attack him next turn, he'll be dying again. Right. So you'd essentially, you essentially you get yourself some time to try to like you know kill the beetles essentially. Um, okay. So what Kiran? What I would like Kiran to be doing is I want him trying to grab this man and pulling him back to the house. Uh, and casting Spare the Dying, I guess. Most, well, so, I guess Kiran is going to run up to him, cast Spare the Dying, mm-hmm. because he's he's dying right now, and then, with whatever movement he has left, start pulling him back to the house. Is Spare the Dying an action or a bonus action? I believe it's an action, but let me double check. It is one action. Okay, so what you can do in this turn is you can get up to him, cast Spare the Dying, and essentially grab him and ready to to move away from the Beatles in your next turn. Okay, cool. Um, so he's up and unconscious, but not no longer like essentially like dying. Like yeah. He, um, he's maimed as fuck, but he's not dying anymore. Okay. Um, and the Beatles will probably get another attack on him. Um, but we'll see. Um, you have a bonus action left. Is there anything you want to do with that? I would love to, but I don't believe there's anything I can. Okay. Timber, you're up. Uh, are there any fireplace tools near the fireplace? Um, I'd say there's a poker. Fireplace poker. poker. Not like a, like a grabber or anything? Nope. Uh, Sean, yeah. is there any way we could retroactively say or say that after I uh, saw that everything's sort of okay, I started heading back? I'd allow that because there's no way you're going to get back in time before this combat's over. <laughs> I figured as much. <laughs> but I'll say yes, you started heading back at the uh, before this combat started. Okay, great. Um, uh, Timber, what's up? I am going to 
transform. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Revert to your hybrid. Your norm. Your hybrid state. Yeah. Oh, back. Great. All right. And is and just yes or no from you for our conversation earlier. Is this normal state yeah. or not? Okay, so we're going to go with that. We're going to go with that. So you are still inside the house technically, but yes. uh, so Kiran doesn't see you transform. No, he does not. Um, so easy enough, uh, you've sort of, you burned the shit out of your mouth, but then you sort of like, <laughs> as your body reconstitutes into your hybrid form. Yes. Um, I don't know if you've really quickly described your hybrid form to us. Uh, sure. It looks pretty pretty similar in, in terms of the the makeup of fur, um, the fur layout uh, colors. Um, so it's dark gray all around, and behind the limbs and the belly side uh, is a light gray fur. Um, underneath the tail, light gray, um, and he looks. If you could think of a werewolf. But uh, kind of uh, not flimsy legs, but but you know, dog-looking legs. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the, the proper word for that. Um, but definitely, his upper body is much more form-fit. Um, hmm. it's it's very it's more more toned out. Um, okay. And I I still have a um a chest strap and a a like a thicker belt on was uh i didn't mention before that my that uh wolf form had just kind of <laughs> <laughs> and uh do you have those monkey pants we talked about uh no i don't okay so his <laughs> giblets are Got, out yeah my giblets are out is, is, is your, <laughs> is your werewolf dick out <laughs> it's okay it's covered for <laughs> okay all right it's not a red you've, rocket all right so you've you've, you've <laughs> transformed you've transformed inside the house what would you like to do now um i'd like to take it, the poker and mm -hmm. stab the fire uh stab a log that's on fire and then okay is, can i do that with ease uh i would say um give me a just give me uh a yeah, just give me a D20. This is going to essentially determine whether or not this takes a minor action or a bonus action. 10 and above, uh, 11 and 13. above. Okay, so yeah, you, you got it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you have essentially an improvised weapon. Okay. Um, that deals fire damage. <laughs> that, for all intents and purposes, yes. Uh, what would you like to do? I'd like to run outside. And uh, not apply the well. This is gonna scare the shit out of Kieran, but <laughs> but kind of like near the body with with the mass of beetles uh, with the flaming log. Okay, so you're essentially gonna attack the swarm with the correct. So roll uh, an attack roll um, modifier for it is strength. You do not add your proficiency bonus. So just roll a strength check, essentially. Ooh, 
That's gonna hit. It's twenty two. Wait, no, 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 twenty twenty because I'm a. Oh wait, no, it's a twenty two. No, no, no. I'm never mind. Yeah. Yep. Uh, um. So go ahead and roll uh one d four uh fire damage. Oh my god. That's four damage. <laughs> All right. So beetles take. Four points of fire damage. All right. Is it not really doubled? Helping, <laughs> You're telling me that if I just hit each individual beetle, it's going to do more damage. <laughs> no. Okay. You swipe, you you essentially secure on. I'm going to describe what you see. Um, you having <laughs> just sort of like batted, uh, you, just, you just grabbed this guy. You're holding him essentially by his arms. You just spared him. You hear like the grunting moaning coming up from him as these beetles are still chewing him apart. As you see, coming from outside, not a wolf that you've been wandering around with town. You see a humanoid wolf burst through the door wearing just a, some leather straps. Um, and he's holding a hot, hot uh, hearth poker with just a little bit of burning log on the end just go and swipe through the beetles on the guy's body. And it just does this quick pass over the top. And you see a bunch of singeing beetles fly off in the distance um, across the uh, garden. You just see this wolf like... <sighs> um, yeah, the man is unconscious, so he gets no turn, and it's the beetle's turn. Okay. Yesterday... All my troubles seem so far away. We don't have the license for that, so it's called. <laughs> yeah, Tim please stop. Please stop. <laughs> uh, the Beatles, um, they're definitely still gnawing on him, but they're not. They didn't deal any damage in that, that, that turn of gnawing, so he's still, still good right now. Why aren't we doing any damage, John? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Kieran, you're up. Um, what I know... By looking at this, that this is Tim in any way. No, what? That this no, is... that this is Timber that has just come to assist me. Like, uh... if I looked at him, put... So, I have a passive insight of 15, or I can make an active roll, if you like. Uh, I would say, with that passive insight, you're yeah. able to discern, because you kind of... General awareness of the situation, you saw Timber running, you saw a... Uh, giant wolf man run out and you watch timber like do weird shit for the last uh, uh day yeah um like try to like write in common and right. scratching in the boards and stuff like that trying they, to bury a murdered corpse yeah in the immediate moment you don't question it okay i'll have time to question it afterwards essentially in your head you're like right um so as timber runs by imagine kieran just looking up and be like timber uh and then uh, continuing to pull, uh, what's his name? Uh, the captive, he doesn't have a name. Unnamed assailant, number one. Um, <laughs> back towards the house. Um, would I reach the back door with the, my 30 feet of movement? So, if you're dragging a person, you actually only have half your movement. You have In my 15 feet of movement? In your 15 feet of movement, you can essentially get him... You can get him inside, actually. Okay. Um, is closing a door considered a bonus action? Um, that is a good question. I do not just... believe so. I would call it an object interaction, but yeah. I'm not a... <laughs> Um, I would say for the purposes of this, it is a, um, I would say it's a bonus action. Okay. Um, um 
so if that's the case, then I'm going or Kiran will cast um the the uh, Sacred Flame. Right. Sacred Flame. Oh. <laughs> the cantrip. Uh Sacred Flame. So they had me need to take a, a deck saving throw. Thirteen. Thirteen? Yes. Okay. Ooh. Natural thirteen. They make So this... I hit them for double damage? What? No no what? half no. damage. Uh does it say half damage in the Sacred Flame description? I don't think so. I don't think it's so. Can... It's a cantrip. Yeah, it must succeed or it takes. Um, so, so technically, for the sake of combat mechanics, the the beetles are no longer in the same space as the guy. Right, He's dragged out of the beetle swarm. There's probably still beetles crawling on him and gnawing on him, but the swarm the body is in that space still. Um. So and then so that doesn't hit. Uh, yep. Kieran is sad. But he slams the door and tries to pick whatever beetles off, crush them. Okay. Um, well, you don't really crush any of them. You, right, you yeah. kind of wipe them, wipe them off. I just threw a dice. Uh, <laughs> all right, Timber, you're up. There's a swarm of beetles uh, in in front of you, sort of angry that they have lost their feast. Uh, how close are they to the to the hole that I made? <laughs> Not important. Anyway. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna, realistically, I'm gonna based hit on them the with space me. that I've invented here, you're like standing in the hole as you attack them. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to hit them with the improvised weapon of fire. Go ahead and roll to attack. Uh, Wait, they're, they're grouped. They're grouped up right now. You mean the beetles? Yeah. For the sake of like comet mechanics, yes, they're like Not a swarming, Yoko. A swarming uh, unit. Um, and is my... <sighs> I'm sorry, wait, we... The comment Tim just made. What did he Tim can't... say? It... Not since Yoko, get it? The Beatles broke up after Yoko. I just want to make sure that we're aware that quips like that shouldn't be in the street. That's not <laughs> That's not what we're doing. We'll I'm take sorry. care of that. We'll take care of that in mediation after the stream. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I... Roll. Okay. Yeah. Is this considered a simple weapon? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I would say, for the sake of this conversation, I would say no, because okay. it's improvised weapon. All right. Uh, I will then. I'm still going to attack. Thirteen. Thirteen hits? Oh, okay. And that is a four points of damage. I mean, you're definitely maximizing this improvised weapon. <laughs> um, so you see Kiron kind of drag the, uh, the body out from um, this swarm of, of beetles, and then... Uh, you see they, um, some of them try to latch on and keep going with it, but eventually he gets them gets him into the house and slams the door shut, and you just sort of bring the weapon down into the mass. You see it is thinning out for sure, um, but it's still alive. Um, all right, so the man is still unconscious, so he does not get a turn. The Beatles now. The Beatles. Uh, 
So sort of uh, with a voracious will, the Beatles are going to push themselves forward. They sort of come up in a swarm and they move directly towards the back window. Um, now, they're not very strong, but I am going to have them attempt to burst through the window. Um, look at my DM screen here real quick for for windows. <laughs> yeah, because there's like some... Oh, here it is. Object armor class. Okay. Beetles are attacking the window. <laughs> As one done. Natural one. <laughs> oh. So you see, you see this swarm of beetles, uh, and this is how you know I'm not fudging my rules. <laughs> the beetles just swarm into this window. What's left of them, really, because they're pretty badly hurt, or they're, they're mostly dispersed. And there's just sort of enough of them to cover the window. They're not strong enough, really, to push through the window. Some of them are trying to squeeze through the crack of the, uh, the uh, shutters, but they're not getting through at all. Um, Kiran inside, all you're hearing is sort of the scratching and gnawing and, and buzzing of the beetles. Uh, Timber, you just see the beetles sort of, uh, the mass of dead beetles sort of scattered around, and then the, the group of them attempting to climb through the, uh, the window. Kiran, you're up. Um, would I be able to open the door, cast Sacred Flame at them, and then close it again, or is that too much? I'd say you'd be able to open it, but you wouldn't be able to close it. Um. Curon is going to try and reinforce the window um, so that it's harder for them to get through. Okay, uh, so what I would say is give me a quick strength check. 12. Okay, so as far as you can concerned, it seems like you're holding holding the window quite closed. You see occasionally a beetle will pop through and fall down in front of you, but like you're keeping it closed and you're smashing the ones that fall through. All right, cool. Uh, Timber. Uh... Uh, Timber decides that this isn't working, <laughs> and drops the drops the improvised weapon and just starts trying to just disperse the 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 mass of beetles and with his mm -hmm. claws, and he's gonna do a good old flurry of blows. Oh, the wolf's a monk! <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> All, right. All right, go for the attack. Okie doke. That's probably gonna miss. That's a seven. Oh, sorry, no, that's a ten. But ten, no, uh, that does oh, not hit. Wait, wait, I have my proficiency. Blows, right? Wait, 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 wait. It's, I have my proficiency, right? So twelve. Yeah. Twelve. That does that, that hit? just hits. Oh. Okay. Well, so the armor class is eleven. It's twelve. It's twelve. <laughs> oh, but you're I'm giving just gonna, us the tie. I'm just gonna do the other rules. Tie is always given to the uh, the, the attacker. Not if you're an evil DM. Um, the, I know. The next but, one, but you have to know that happens to you too. So it is kind of evil DM. Yeah, yeah. The next one is a fifteen, and 
The one after that is a 14. To um, hit? Yes. So, so all, all three hit? All three hit. So I'm going to roll... How do you want to kill this swarm of beetles? Because um, they had three health left, so if you roll as low as possible on all three of those, you'll kill yeah, them. And I will kill them, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I will... Uh, Throw the the weapon away. Get on get on all fours. Pounce at the at the at the beetles and on, on the walls. Try to get it through the window and just just kind of like disperse the crap out of them by just slashing it. Yeah, mostly the wall. But <laughs> <laughs> so Kiran, essentially, you're holding this door shut with little beetles crawling through, and then suddenly you feel it just sort of like push back, and you kind of come against the wall, and then you see the whole wooden shutters are just ripped out from the wall and just sort of like smashed to the ground and you just you look through the window and you just see uh uh this hybrid werewolf timber just slashing at this fucking uh um shutters destroying them splintering them casting beetles everywhere and and you just ah, sort of yes that's definitely tim you just see <laughs> like scattering like little beetles here and there f- flying away too alone to really constitute a swarm anymore and be any threat to you and as far as you're concerned you have defeated the swarm of beetles and successfully not had the uh, prisoner die um <laughs> we're good at something yay um we are going to check in now with uh um scar and uh cow who at this point you guys are stepping out of the um of the barracks and uh, the captain and McLear and uh, the two men are following you. So, um, Captain, how long have you been a guard? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> go from combat mode to RP mode. Um, <laughs> so the captain is, is, you sort of peek back and say that to him because they're following you at this point. Um, it's the two of you, and McLear is actually up next to you as you're walking. Um, it's very quiet out right now. Um, even the drunkards who are left in the, the uh, square have all now most likely retired into the wagon tracks. And you're heading towards the uh, circle of the hearth. The captain's sort of holding onto his sword, and he just sort of looks back. He's... Uh, well, I've I've been a part of the garden almost my whole life. It's been uh, at least uh, ten years. Interesting. Didn't really know much before the guard, but that's not what we're here to get that accent back and get into southern. Uh, <laughs> That's not what we're here. That's not what we're here to discuss. My record is not what's up here for punity. Um, keep le- keep leading the way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not hard to to make your way. Uh, I do want to check in real quick with Wizwick because I know you said you wanted to head back. Um, by this point, by the point of them walking out. Um, you're in the uh, um, middle of the sort of uh, byway between the two circles. You're not quite into the next circle. Um, is there anything you want to do at this point, or you want to just keep going towards the house? Uh, I don't 
think so, unless, like, I, I mean, I'm just, like, looking as I'm running around, but, yeah. like, not stopping to, like, check anything yeah. out unless anything pops out at me. I'm um, just checking if you wanted to stop. There's nothing's going to necessarily pop out because you have sort of that mission to run back. Yeah, I'm kind of just, like, panting sweatily because I've just, like, traveled back and forth and I'm just, like, worried about everyone and not knowing what the heck's going on. Okay, so you are going to probably make it uh, to the house about five minutes before they do. So you'll have a little bit of a moment to check in. Okay, great. So back to you folks. Uh, as you're walking, is there anything else you want to say or do? Nope. I'm just very... <laughs> <laughs> are you good? Be good, Simba. <laughs> um, I... I <laughs> Staff, mute yourself if you're gonna do that. Good. Scar. Yeah. You <laughs> I am just very moodily staring ahead and um I wanna kinda like size up the guy who's got our weapons and see if I can take him if I needed to. Alright, could you just give me a quick perception check? Checking them out. Roll, guys. Great job. It's the same perception roll as before. Seven. Uh, he, you know, he's he doesn't look old or weak. Um, and he's holding your weapons, but he's got a firm hand. He's like holding your weapons in one arm. He's got another hand on his uh, short sword at his waist. And he's I, he, look, uh... he looks right at you. Like you look down at his arms and his what he's doing, and then you look up and you see he's watching you directly, seeing you spy out his uh, his situation. That's fine. I'd like to size up the same man to see if I think he'd be a lover of lover <laughs> history. <laughs> yes. Give me a perception check. Got it. Fifteen. Hard to tell. <laughs> So how long has Magidset been a town? I direct directly at that one guy. Oh my god, just stop <laughs> talking. I would like you to give me a charisma check. A straight charisma check. Coming up! <laughs> uh, it's 11 plus uh, 1. It's the same as before. <laughs> uh, so you see the, the guard, you know, because it's very uh, a very quiet uh, walk at this point. You're not really... Uh, um, no one's talking but you. <laughs> so you, uh, you, uh, as you're walking, he kind of looked to him and he asked him a question. He sort of pauses for a moment and he looks to you from Scar and he keeps looking back and forth, kind of keeping an eye, trying to, for a moment he's going to engage, but he's keeping an eye on Scar. Um, he's like, uh, well, you, well, you see, uh, Imagine it's a very old town. I I don't even know, to be honest with you. Um, older than I am, older than my gran. You know, I, I, I did I did think so when I saw these earthen walls, and then I just want to talk about the earthen walls like, <laughs> the, whole, the whole way there. I don't want to feel okay. I don't feel like doing this. Just, okay. Uh, so my, my analysis thereof. <laughs> so first of all, just we're not going to role play it out, but just give me a quick <laughs> intelligence check to see how accurate you are in talking about urban intelligence walls. or history. 
You said specifically about the earthen walls. Do you mean like they're in relation yeah, to the age of the town and when this would have been a? I'll say it's your choice, either a history check or just a, I, I, yeah, I, just do a yeah, do a history check. There's a dirty <laughs> seventeen for you. All right, so you know what? Because I got that fat plus three in history. You know what? I mean, that makes sense, though. I mean, given your background, there yeah. is some knowledge of history and specifically the history of the Quintarchy of Trinwald. Um, so you start talking kind of out loud to no one. No one in particular is listening, but they have to hear cool. it because there's no one else on the streets. But you sort of start talking like, yeah, you know, these earth and these earthen walls, you know, they used to be uh, they're quite old. Any town that has these sort of earthen walls must be uh, as old as as this era, if not before the uh, conflicts. Uh, uh, just talking to no one, just saying what you can surmise, though, generally, for your yeah, role, what you cool. get out of it is that you understand the town is very old. If it's, if, It could be as old as this entire century, where it's something that boiled up post-conflict, um, or it could even be a, a little older than the conflict, even. So that's, I mean, that's, uh, it's like uh, 1,300 years ago. Yeah, this this town is at least at least somewhere in the range of nine hundred to a thousand years old. Got it. Cool. All right. Well, we want the cab. We want it. Yep. So you exit. You enter into the courtyard um, as you're finishing up your discourse. Before we go any further, though, we are going to check back in with Wiswick, who speeds into the courtyard five minutes earlier. And uh, bursts into the house, and you see, uh, I'd say at this point, I'll give you, uh, Timber and Curon, you have literally a minute to do something if you want to do anything before Wiswick bursts through the front door. So essentially, the, the man is inside. Curon, you just saw the window be ripped off. Uh, Timber, you just finished just scattering these beetles. You're just and panting, he, breathing, and Kiran uh, like, looks out the window, and he's like, yep, that's definitely Timber. I walk over to Kiran and go, Kiran? <clears throat> so, uh... I am a good boy! You are the best boy. You tell no one. I tell no one. Um, but, uh, what And then I turn, exactly... I turn around and I just start digging again. But, it, and I so as, as slowly, form? I slowly start shifting back into wolf form. Okay. So as soon as he turned to you and said, tell no one, he, you then watch before you can even get a question out. He's slowly, you see like the bones of his back kind of twisting in an uncomfortable way as he just slowly comes down into a, uh, uh his former wolf form and, uh, begins digging again. At this point, Kiran, uh, as you're perplexed by this and confused and very curious, uh, behind you, poof, through the door, comes Wiswick. Okay, guys, it's all right. They're, they're with the guards. They're going to bring them here, probably. Everything's cool. Where's the, where's the hostage? Kiran looks hostage. down at the, at the, not corpse, but close to it, looks back up at Wiswick, looks at the back, and just goes, well, we had a bit of a doozy of a night tonight. You, you let the dog 
get to the guy? What's wrong with you? That's why we have the outhouse. Nope, nope. Um, it was not the dog. It was a swarm of beetles. See, and then would the beetle corpses still be on the floor and everything scattered about? Yeah, so in the back, there would be, like, sort of a, a, a hodgepodge of, of, like, right. singed and squished and destroyed beetles all over the place. And and there's a few inside, so Kieran, like, picks up a few around the window or maybe even on the guy's body and, like, shows them to Wiswick and says, they, All I heard was a howl from the back, and when I came out, they were swarming all over Okay, him. okay, save it for the guards. Listen, we don't have time for you to explain this to me. These guys are coming um uh uh look he's covered in shit he's got blood he's dying can you do something can you heal him can we wake him up unfortunately i don't have the necessary mana to cast any more spells <laughs> my chakra has run out my uh my certain je ne sais quoi as it were uh <laughs> you feel spent I... <laughs> um, we could clean clean him up a bit. Can't you use some of that? What was it? The pachipachipip? I clean him up. <laughs> I panically clean him up. Pachipachipip. Okay, that's a little better. Uh, can you Kira... said that those scratches were there when we came in. Um, maybe. Uh, no, uh... I'll tell them that he was attacked by a swarm of beetles. This is. What? Clearly some kind of magic was conjured to summon them here. We we need him. We need his testimony, though. We, right, we and he's still them. alive. He's still alive. I just can't do anything at the point. All so right. What you see, Wizwick, is you can at this point notice the man is breathing, even though his face is swollen and covered with, like, micro incisions across his face. Um, he looks nothing like he looked before. Definitely maimed and uh, just really a mess. Um, but the beetles, you do see the, the corpses of beetles all around. So there's merit to the story. Okay. Any Anything you'd like to do, you have a, one action, essentially. One thing you can do before they're about to arrive. I think I'm just going to jump out the back door. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just imagining this conversation just happened and there's this calm moment where we're just like, this is like, all right. And then I have a plan, Kieran. <laughs> I wasn't here. I just leave. <laughs> I, I just want to make sure um, the front door, I imagine, is still open, right? Like Wiswick never closed it. Back door is now open, maybe. Or did he jump out the window? Technically, oh. both doors are open. I mean, he oh, okay. could try to jump out the window. It would be a lot harder than just walking out the back door. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure that this place looks like crap. This place looks like shit. Um, now, the inside still looks trashed like it did before um, from the combat with the actual assassins. And now the backyard is covered in beetle corpses. Um, and But when you run out there, Wizwick, you do see Timber still digging. <laughs> I ignore him completely, and I go for the wall. I'm trying to jump over it. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. So a few things are all happening at once right Kuron, <laughs> are you going to try to close the door or anything? What What are you going to do in this last second after Wizwick just ran out the back? I might have to Kuron will 
close both doors and like start to like look around exasperated trying to like tidy things up a little bit knowing that company is coming coming okay i'm gonna say it's all for show because you just yeah no no it is that's that's, you close everything up though um so besides the busted window yep um i'll say checking back in with cal and uh cal and scarlet you are walking up to the house at this point you're about now, to do they the mine the stone locally or do they cart it? <laughs> My patience is running real at this, thin. At this point, Cal, the same man you surmised about history, peeks and he goes, uh, well, I think it's just earth held <laughs> up by support, wooden support beams. I don't think there's any stone involved, actually. Right, of course, but you can see the stone arch. Uh, we don't have to do this, but... <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> um, so what do you do? Do you walk right in or what? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, no, so, no, 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 no. Um, so <laughs> I, would, I would stop outside and I would go, well, this is it. Uh, I would open the door because I am a polite person. And I would, I, would, I would motion like I'm opening the door, you know? Um, as, you, uh, as you do this, the, they don't move at first, and the captain looks to Scar and just goes, motion to her to go in first. I go without a word. All right, Scar, you have literally a nanosecond before they walk in after you. What you see as soon as you walk in is you see Curon bustling around the room, trying to like straighten out like things that don't matter at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then you see the man's body and you see from the first second you see he looks dead because he's got a lot of cuts and scrapes all over his face as if he was just chewed on by a hundred beetles. Um, He's unconscious. His face is swollen, bloody. Um, and you have one second before they walk in behind you. Literally, all I'm going to say is just going to like look around. And just go, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Cal, you hear that as the captain walks in after her. Um, and the two guards look to you to walk in after the captain. Ah, uh, yes. What the fuck? The traditional greeting of Undurus. Uh, the captain. And it's literally two seconds after that, the captain looks down at the, the body and goes, What the f- What the fuck? He's still alive. <laughs> to, which I, to which I nod and point to the other guy. He's still alive. Now, I don't know. Um, you've told them then? Uh, Kieran asks to Cal and Scarlet. I told them that we had a captive. What the fuck is this on the floor? He's still alive. This man is mutilated. What happened? He was mutilated by a swarm of beetles, which I think is linked to druid magic, linking him to the archdruid. All I can say is that uh, he wasn't like this when we got here. Um, No, when we left. He wasn't like this when we left. I want to turn to the guard that has the weapons and be like, give me my daggers. The guard's just going to look at you like, uh, no. Um, <laughs> pause real quick. Wizwick, give me a... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> a crime? Your, your, your choice between an acrobatics check or oh, no. an uh, athletics check <laughs> with <laughs> disadvantage. <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, so I'm gonna go with acrobatics. Cause athletics is horrible. Okay. Hey! 16. Okay. Alright. So you make it 
you're doing really well at first. Um, cause I mean, what, how, how, how tall are you? Um, <laughs> hold on. I have to find this. Three halves tall. Somewhere around three or four feet. I can probably find your specifics. Uh, three and a half feet. Three and a half feet, three foot six. Yep. Okay. All right. So when you, you know, it's, it's, it's twice your height, but you you start to climb on and it's not very secure. It's like it's sturdy as it stands <laughs> up, but it's not meant to really get tossed around. And it's already kind of been weakened when the guy ran head first into it. Um so when you get to the top, and you're actually doing really well. You're you're like, I'm out of here. Uh you get to the top and you peek over the side, you look down and you see a drunk man puking in the alley as you hear some snaps. <laughs> as the portion of the uh the the fencing that you're on breaks apart and falls and collapses in the backyard ushering you, very, you all heard that for sure and he looks to the he looks to his two men he's like check the back he's, he's a deep gnome Snifleblin, don't hurt him. He's he's easily frightened. He immediately looks to to you two, uh, Cal and uh, Scarlet. Says, Explain yourselves immediately before I have you all arrested and brought back to the barracks. He's the, just what he said. It's it's a little known that's outside. We literally just met him. So um, we uh, determined that we would require some extra hands to accomplish this particular mission, and so we met um, our good friend. Uh, uh, Kiran here, who I actually knew from a, a trip from down from Syria, and his friend, um, uh, Wiswick. And, uh, yes, Sivia. I, I didn't, yes, Sivia. What? I thought you came from Endurus. I did not say that, not once. I was in Endurus at some point in the past, and I came by <laughs> way of Sivia down the river, past the <laughs> So, sir, unless you have a recording of my words, I would say that you. <laughs> <laughs> You, you hear from the backyard, you hear the guards go, Captain, there's a dead body out here. There is oh, a dead, that is true. That We did say that. We, to yeah, we, told, we told you that there was, there was, there was another one. Uh, at, at, at this point, Tibber is dragging the body into the pole. <laughs> so I think that so far- There's also a big, a big wolf out here. We did That's not Timber. tell you that, he's that, a good boy. Yes. Yes, he's he's with us as well. I as as, as, I, as I'm dragging the body in, I turn my head and I just start <laughs> at him, and then I continue dragging the body back in. So the captain at this point sort of shouts out to his guards outside, "Bring anyone back there inside now. We are going to settle this. The three of you sit down right now." And oh, you're on. He, he looks to the other guard who goes to pick up the the knocked over couch from earlier. It doesn't fall apart exactly, but it's definitely not going to be very comfortable. Um, and sort of drags it over, and the captain actually draws his sword at this point. Um, and sort of just looks to each of you. Like, We're going to settle this before the night's end. McLear, you vouch for these people. This is a mess. Look at this body. Now, um, no, no, that's now, going now, to happen. Now, don't speak until I say you can. Now, I will say you were truthful in the sense that there are bodies here. There's a dead man out there, and you see he's holding a sword up, and he leans down, 
put his hand on the man's throat and looked to his chest. And this man is, for the most part, alive. Now, now, <laughs> your compatriot here, the elf, mentioned the archdruid, accusing him of sending a swarm of beetles to take care of this man, to eliminate him. I, I need, am. I need, when I ask for it, full accounts of what is going on here. And MacLear, your head is on the line for these people. Elf, since you're so eager to speak, explain to me what happened the last hour. Um, okay. Well, so, it was like this. Our friends here went to go summon you. I thought we should just bring the assassin to you, boy. Um, and... Our friend Wizwick here, has Wizwick been brought inside yet? At that point, um, a, a little bit before you said that, you see, uh, the guard is walking in front of Wizwick, and he... He has a sword to Wiswick's back, and he's walking in as Clay is presenting himself. Hands up. <laughs> it's sharp. Keep it away from me. Uh, Timber, I will say the one of the guards attempts to grab you by the uh, leather strap on you and pull you inside. Uh, uh, this dog's beastly. And you see the captain's like... Leave him outside. He's just a beast. Let's get in here. Continue. Um, right. So they left to get you. Um, our friend here, Wizwick, has a familiar, the bat, um, that went to go watch. When he saw them, I guess, taken by you, the bat came back to us. Jet's his name. Lovely um, fellow. Uh, you see, then, at this point, a, a bat comes roaring in through the window and just sort of swoops around in the room and then just sort of lands kind of haphazardly onto the, the same table he landed on before. Doesn't uh, knock anything over. Yes. Just sort of. I just snap and it goes away. And I'm like. <laughs> that was the one. Um, Came back, warned us. Wizwick was concerned. So. uh. Let's see. We locked the captive into the outhouse, um, and then Wizwick left to go find our friends while I watched upstairs. Timber, um, the wolf, um, back there. Um, and then when he says wolf, he pauses for a sec, like, wolf, well, yeah, wolf, um, who's a good boy, by the way, um, was digging a hole for the deceased, um, very, uh, uh, um, humane. Humane, yes, thank you. Of of a beast, as you put it. Um, when I heard a howl, came downstairs. That man was covered in beetles. Um, a scuffle ensued, and I was able to pull him in here, spare him from dying. Um, and that's when you all arrived. Um, yeah. That uh, sums up the last hour or so. 
You see at, at that comment, the um, the guard comes in that was trying to get Timber to come inside. He's, uh, Captain, I, I, there are a lot of dead beetles out here. Like a, like a lot. <laughs> the uh, the captain's he's uh, he's just you can see it on his face it sinks and he's just a uh, almost home. If you, if you give me four hours uh, to rest, I can perform healing magic on our captive there and bring him to a better state of being. If you have medics um, or doctors, they might also be good and could you know verify them that these are beetles silence elf. silence you too cal yes sir scarlet late my lady connect I... these dots for me um what dot seems to me that um there were beetles here and um they ate this man and um <laughs> Uh, you, I, we, can I interrupt him because he's trying to try, unless you have more that you want to say uh, no go ahead <laughs> <laughs> what I think happened this is my, my understanding the Beatles were some sort of cleanup crew sent to um, sent to dispose of captive and prevent him from telling you anything uh, so you see the captain, he's got, he still has a sword out and you sort of like the, di it's very dark in here. There's very, it's the light is super dim. You hear outside, you can actually hear some people gathering around outside. And, and he kind of notices that too. He's McClear. Bring these folk to the barracks. Oh God, I'm too young for jail. <laughs> you see, you see it, the, the, the the guard behind Wiswick sort of like doesn't kick him, but sort of nudges him with his shin. Uh, <laughs> quiet. Oh, the don't captain, hurt me. captain sheathes his sword. Like, I need to know where you are. As where? we sort oh. this out. You will... Come to the barracks without a fight. You are not arrested, but you're not to leave the circle of the market. You are not to leave the sights of my gods until we figure out this situation. Upon awakening of this man, we will question him. We will get to the bottom of this. Now, you two, he looks to Cal and Scarlet, are you under the same suspicions as your elven friend, the uh, Archdruid? I did responsible? not. I don't think he said that. I think he said Archdruid when he. I've had enough of your charm. I didn't even get to say anything yet. I'm quiet. I'm so sorry for that, everyone. McClear. 
And you, he points to one of the other guards, take them back to the barracks. He points to the man with your weapons. You will stay here with me. Clear when you get back to the barracks, send men here. We need to bring these bodies back to the barracks without anyone knowing. Especially the Ashgard. Do not let them see anything at all. Will your wolf come quietly? He looks you to ask, you, Scarlet. You ask him, right? <sighs> Captain kind of turns his head back. Will you kindly get your beast before we need to tie him down? He's a good boy. Can I have my weapons back? No. Then no. Then he'll be tied down. Scarlet, don't do that to Timber. Timber, come here. Kieran tries to bring him over. Uh, I'm still outside. Do I hear that? Yeah, you can hear it generally. The door is open. I'd say you've got the body in the hole now. And right. You're doing that dog <laughs> thing where you're you're yeah. pushing the dirt between your legs <laughs> yeah. back over it. <laughs> <laughs> but you do hear Kieran calling for you. Okay, I run inside, kind of like. <laughs> um, hello, uh, Timber. We need to go with these men to the barracks. Can we count on you to behave? <sighs> I agree, but I think it's in our best interest. <sighs> I'm with him. You'd be able to tame this beast. We need to tone um, him down, shackle him. I don't think that's a good idea for any of us. Timber, what do you want? <laughs> the captain rolls his <laughs> eyes and sort of looks <laughs> to Cal and Scar. Like, Are you serious? <laughs> I still think we're focused on the wrong thing. Clearly your man Angus is going to be assassinated. And we stopped that, so. <laughs> he does have a point. We are the good guys. We're on your side. We have done nothing but tell you the truth. And I just ask that you come with me to the barracks. Oh, to which I responded. Actually, I didn't. You told me no more charms, so I didn't. And we were in agreement that you would come peacefully. We will and now come. you're having trouble with your your dog. Well, I don't think he's any he's of our dogs. Growling at my men. He's growling he's at wolf. my men. He's an independent spirit, but he is a good boy. And I think that is what you're missing here. Just let him out the front door. He'll go back to the forest. For the level of the gonna God, do? No. please get Timber in here. McLear. Take them. Take them to the barracks. We'll deal with the dog when we can. It's just a fucking dog. Wolf, but okay. Yeah, at that point, McLear sort of hesitantly looks to Scarlet and Cal. Um, just, just come along. <laughs> Kieran gets up. Yeah, I go with him. Um, without any hesitation or whatever. McLear uh, walks out. out. McLear walks out. The guard behind Wiswick sort of gives him a little nudge. And as Wiswick, are you going to move, Wiswick? 
I think he's frozen, actually. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Clay. Um, no, we can <laughs> it actually is really oh, funny. Oh, there we go. Wizwick, okay. <laughs> I'll say Wizwick moves along based on... Oh, there he is. He's back. <laughs> he's back. <laughs> Wait, um, what, did, did my screen cut out or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it froze. <laughs> it froze <in> <laughs> uh, the guard kind of pushes Wizwick along, and as he pushes Wizwick past Scarlet, similarly, a hand goes onto Scarlet's back to push her forward to go along. Uh, is there any way I can be the last one out? You could be the last one of the group, but not of the guards, the captain and the guard with your- Yeah, last, last one of the group, that's fine. Oh yeah, 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 you are. And I wanna just call over my shoulder. Timber, come along. And I, 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 <laughs> I stroll up next to Scarlet. <laughs> uh, you see the, the, the captain just looks as the, as the wolf just trots back past him <laughs> and goes and follows you, you all out. And just, he's just, <laughs> that's the last <laughs> thing you see, uh, um, Scarlet, before you're, you're ushered out. Um, <clears throat> and uh, you're brought back. Uh, it takes about 10 or 15 minutes or so. You're brought in a line. Um, you see the guards, McLear and the guards, they're keeping a pretty stern watch out. And they actually stop for a moment halfway through the road towards the circle of the market. And you see McLear actually peeks around the corner at that central point where there's a road that goes towards the middle. And then continues moving forward. Um, are you looking for the Ashgar? Who are they? This is not the best time to ask. Um, you, if any of you do look, you notice there are no, there are no guards at that wooden doorway there, that double door. Um, they successfully bring you to the barracks. Unless anyone's trying to do anything funny when you enter the courtyard. Not mm. this time. Going once, going twice, you're in the barracks. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, at this point, it's about, uh, uh, two in the morning, a little after two in the morning. Um, dead quiet, it's just the sounds of distant uh, animals outside of the walls. It's just sort of the low breeze moving through. It's a clear night. The moon is out. Um, as soon as you're brought to the barracks, uh, a few other guards are brought out. You notice McLear whisper off to one of them, and uh, you see a group of them, probably about five of them, go marching off towards the... Uh, circle of the uh, hearth. Um, McLear kind of nods to the soldiers and, and gestures inside. You're brought into that central courtyard and they are going to search you for any weapons. So, come now. We uh, we came here of our own volition, and I understand uh, our compatriots who did not relinquish their weapons uh, should probably relinquish their weapons. However, I don't think that um, this has got to be a violation of some right. We already gave you everything we have. So as you say that... I... 
I was going to say, I'd like to, like, escalate my yelling to try and cause some kind of, maybe not distraction to do anything, but at least draw attention away from Scarlet. Give me a per... Give me a... I'm rolling a... dice. Tell me what yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, give me, uh, give me a persuasion roll. That's a 12. Okay. Big fat 12. <laughs> um, so the guard, when you say that to him, it's at that exact moment that he finds Scarlet's uh, extra dagger and pulls it up. And he's, not so sure you've been honest with us. Cora hands it to another guard. Uh, it's at that point that they find any other weapons on. Um, I'm not so sure I like your tone. Wiswick <laughs> and Curon, they uh, they take your your whatever weapons you may have on you. Would um, they consider a quarterstaff a weapon? It uh, looks more like a. It it doesn't look much like a quarterstaff. If you um, want to give me a uh, your best uh, Gandalf impression, say. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to say anything to try to get it back, they are going to just based on looking. They're just going to take it because it okay, is... that's no, I, I won't try anything. Okay. Wouldn't deprive an old elf. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they they've successfully taken all of your weapons essentially. If no one's resisting, um, um I told. Uh, can I? I... Sorry. I give him my tiny miner's pick and my tiny shovel, and I try and keep my book hidden. So these guards are just taking things off of you, and you're handing things to them, and they're just taking it, and and you're... They notice... I'll say they... uh, Give me a a stealth check just for, like, keeping the book concealed. They're not particularly looking to take your book. I'm okay with that. Uh, not too great. I'll take an 11. Okay. All right. You're fine. Um, they notice that you're clutching the book, but they are not concerned with taking it. Um, they just simply think you're a very afraid gnome. Very. So, yeah. The, um, we never really established which dagger that I'm keeping in my boot. Um, mm. can I say it's the one that I'm thinking of and yes. swipe for it? Make a swipe for it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go for a, uh, a dexterity check. You're killing me, Scarlet. I just want to get out of this. <laughs> what did you say, dexterity? Yep. Not a sleight of hand. Probably not. For, uh, no, because a sleight of hand. Uh, it's... 15. It would be 15 either way. Okay. All right, so you get the dagger. So you see the the man is holding it up and looks and says his comment to uh, a cow. And as he's about to hand it off to the other guard, you very quickly and quick as lightning, reflexes on point, snatch the dagger from his hand. What do you do immediately after? This is important. Um. I'm just, I just like, just hold it. Like, I'm not going to attack it, attack anybody with it. I'm just holding the it. The guards all immediately pull their weapons out and Great. drop, drop all of it. Um, and just and just sort of, they look immediately to you, like, drop that dagger immediately. Also, this reminds me of a time. <laughs> Shut your mouth, Endurian. 
Um, Drop that dagger now. Alex just pointed out that I also had the two daggers that I bought him earlier. We've already <laughs> got two of your daggers. Drop the third. <laughs> Cool. Drop that drop that dagger immediately. Please, this one's very important to me. It does not matter. Drop the dagger. I don't drop it. You see at that point two um, guards come up from behind and try to grab your arms and pull them pull them apart and try to drag you away. Yeah. Are you going to resist? Yeah. All right, go ahead and roll a strength check. Woo! Uh, 18. You are unable to break their hold. And you see one of them actually kicks you in the stomach, um, and you dr- and the dagger drops out of your hands and clacks against the stone cobble of the, uh, the courtyard. The man who was originally searching you Picks up, goes and picks it up, looks at it. You see MacLear's kind of like, he's out of his element at this point. Bring her I, I, to the jail. Put her in a cell. The rest of you, uh, we're locking you in one of the barracks. MacLear, bring him back there. I would Did definitely be uh, making a, a to-do about this. I would be yelling things like "unhand her" and and, uh, and and my client's innocent. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which, which at that sort of at the sound of the swords coming out and the sounds of the dagger hitting the pavement, you notice that it's not like there's the whole barracks is coming out, but yeah. it's no longer just the the four or so guards. You see other guards have approached. You're very outnumbered. As Cal is sort of shouting on your behalf, another guard comes up and kicks him in the stomach and sort of keels him over a little bit. And you're I all sort like of kick... go for it. Would no, you like I to mean, if, if it's going to ruin the story, no, do whatever you want. I want to kind of catch it, like like reflex style, like like I'm not going to attack him. I just want to like uh, block it or deflect it, like a yeah, like a absolutely. What's, guy. what's your uh, AC? Eighteen. Natural 18. The man gets you still. So you do try to block it, but it's still... Oh, no, I don't even... What was that? Nothing. All right. The man does kick you. I put my hat over my face, and I'm just, like, trying not to cry as old as... (laughs) The moment is very much escalating as... They they don't they're they're sort of forcibly they've grabbed Cal at this point they're dragging him along um, they're pushing the rest of you um, towards a certain area a majority of them are not really paying as much attention to Timber because um, they don't really know what to do with him uh, <laughs> I would like to mark s- the guard's face uh, that kicked me <laughs> uh, so the guard that kicked you has. I mean, no, I wanted to let you know what his face looks like. So if you see him again, <laughs> uh, he has a very wispy blonde goatee. Um, he looks very young, actually. He's probably, he looks like he could be barely over 18, um, but strong and, and tall. Um, very wispy blonde goatee is the most discerning okay. uh, uh, thing you cool. see about him. Um they're pushing you along. They've they're dragging Scarlet separate from you to a different location. 
I um, I want to follow Scarlet. Okay. Um. So you notice as you're following Scarlet, they're dragging Scarlet. I'm assuming you're kicking a little bit, Scarlet. You're not oh, yeah. going away quietly. Uh, no, not struggling. Um, they notice you're kind of following her, and you sort of see two guards join the two dragging her. They're not going towards you, but they have their swords kind of out as they're backing up as they drag Scarlet away. <laughs> I I don't. I'm not intimidated by that. I just keep keep my same pace. Okay. And you're just following, essentially. I'm just following, like, yeah. Okay. Nope. So essentially what happens is they bring Wiswick, Curon, and Cal um, to a, uh, a corner room, and they throw you in there. And essentially what you see in there is there's three sets of, of bunk bed cots. This is likely just some barracks room where, where, where uh, guardsmen sleep uh, off shift. Um, there's no one else in there. There's a central, small, uh, uh, burning... Um, a clay pit of a hearth. Um, and uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, and you hear the doors lock behind you. Scarlet, they drag you down below. And when you get down below, it's dark. There's just a single torch that you see them grab off of a sconce. And they bring you and they throw you into what, what is a cell, essentially. And you hear the, the cell close. You hear it locked. And you hear the the man who who originally grabbed your dagger, and he's just like, "Leave the hound. I don't want anyone dying on her behalf. It's just a wolf. If he wants to sit here with his his master, leave him be. Keep keep two guards at the top of the stairs." I was scared. Hmm. I don't say anything. He's just sort of staring. Should Lawmaster have something to say about this? He sort of glares and then turns and walks away. The guards follow. They do leave you, Timber. Down um, uh, his keys. So, I kind of want to follow him. Actually, I look over at Scarlet yeah. and then I, I follow the follow the guy. Okay. I get, I get, uh, I get Scarlet a quick little like, like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm coming back, <laughs> and then I, uh, I follow the follow the guy with the key and her her dagger. All right. Um, do you want to follow quietly, or are you just following? I'm, fo- so. I'm, I'm making my presence known. Okay. I'm, so you I'm, do. So you see, the man is walking up the stairs. There's two guards following him, and you do see they like, occasionally are just looking back. You know, what's wrong with this hand? <laughs> fucking put a sword through his skull and they get up to the top and you keep following them and you sort of notice they quicken their pace but they've entered into the courtyard as the captain comes up um, uh, kind of rushing into the courtyard and he just sort of looks to the man and he's like what happened here where are the prisoners down below in the locked quarters, Curon, Wiswick, and uh, Cal. Is there anything you want to do in this one moment? Uh, I would turn around after the door gets shut in my face and I would go, Well, that went tits up rather quick. <laughs> um, this reminds yes. me of a song. <laughs> She's oh, please spare us. Quite a temper, hey, that's dude. 
Uh, stop there. <laughs> um, Scarlet, checking in with you. You're down below. When they left, the lights went out. And there's just darkness down there. You hear the clattering of chains a little, indicating there's probably other prisoners in there. Is there anything you want to do? Uh, produce flame, light it up a little bit. Your flame lights, and you sort of you see that scattered across the, the the prison. You see the it's this disorienting uh, shadows cast by the several bars all around you. And you sort of just see in the corners, probably in two of the corners, you just see huddled shapes. You see sort of the reflective light out of the eyes. So there's probably two over here and one over there. And you look around you and you're in like a central um, cell that's right in the middle of the room. And it looks like there's one in each corner around you. Um, you're alone in the cell you are in. Um, there's no, you're not chained up or anything. Your hands are free. But the cell has been locked. From the outside? From the outside. Upstairs, similarly, you're locked in this room. Um, frustrated, I'm sure, as the captain has returned and Timber is there watching the interaction between the captain and this, this key master. As this whole situation and the words of Cal has gone tits up. <laughs> um, your hope is the captain will vouch for you and your further hope is MacLear can help you but at this point three of you are locked in a barracks uh, barracks dormitory one of you is free in the courtyard but surrounded by guards and the last of you is imprisoned beneath this barracks as two bodies are dragged in to the central courtyard. Timber, you do see that as this investigation deepens. And that's where we're going to end tonight. Hey, hope you all enjoyed uh, the second episode of Advantage in Paradise. How about those Beatles, huh? I I, uh, I used to have nightmares about the Beatles, like like in the Mummy movie with, with Brendan Fraser. Remember that movie? Didn't they try to make a cinematic universe out of that with like like Dracula and shit? Ah, whatever. Uh, we hope you enjoyed episode two, and we hope you join us next time on Advantage in Paradise. Thanks so much. For those of you who stuck around for the extra couple seconds, um, I hope that you're all having a lovely day, or evening, depending on where you are. Uh, I think I'm going to make it a uh, tradition maybe to uh, just leave this kind of secret recording after a couple seconds later. So, so make sure to, uh, pay attention for that. Um, yeah, should be fun. <laughs>